0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Games with Love, a place for all games and all people. We are here uh, doing our part two of our Game Awards podcast. Uh, I've Yay. got on my left, <laughs> Ty in the house. And joined with us today is also Kai Arnsdorf. Yo, and, what up? Yeah, so we're going to get jump right into our part two of our Game Awards here. Uh, we have three categories plus Game of the Year we're going to try and get through today and we're going to start off with best moment of 2021 um i'll quickly read down the list and then we'll get to cutting some stuff off until we arrive at our top three and two honorable mentions so we have the end sequence from inscription the act two reveal from inscription the baby from resident evil eight heisenberg fight from resident evil eight the start of the journey in sable the elephant in it takes two The Dam Break in Echoes of the Eye. Cages Echoes of the Eye. The Bubble Echoes of the Eye. We have the Secret Villa from Forgotten City. The True Ending from Forgotten City. The First Law Break from Forgotten City. The True Ending of Death's Door. uh, First first musical jam session, Artful Escape. The Beach in Before Your Eyes. um, The First Encounter with Juliana in Deathloop. The Ending of Deathloop. The Parasite from Backbone. Uh, walking through Gastown from Backbone, The Road from Halo Infinite. We have The Mining Planet from Ratchet and Clank, uh, Repulsor Ledge Out in Halo Multiplayer, uh, Drax's Arc Conclusion from Guardians of the Galaxy, and a Round Six Slow Mo Snipe from Lemnus Gate. Uh, let's start at the top. And oh, yeah, just so everyone's aware, this podcast will be heavily spoiled, especially this category. This and Game of the Year will probably be the, the, the most spoiler-heavy categories, so be wary. We'll try to drop spoiler tags uh, on the YouTube post, but uh, basically, if you care a lot about playing a game in the yeah, near future... Yeah, any games mentioned in that list or... Um, yeah, any games mentioned that we've mentioned are going to get the shit spoiled out of them, so... We'll yeah, start. basically,
1: like, Forgotten City, I'm probably going to, like, <coughs> deafen myself for that, because I really want to play that game. And... Yeah,
0: sure, that's fine. We can... Mm-hmm. We can make that happen. Um, so yeah, let's start with the end sequence from inscription, inscription, and let's all talk about that. Kai, have you beaten Inscription yet? Hell yeah, Hell I yeah. have. Okay, we can all talk about this. You beat so. it on stream, like a real Chad. Nice. Yeah, I did. Okay, so uh, do yeah. So let's start off with if we want to cut or not. So what do you guys think about end sequence from
2: Inscription? I, I want to hear what Kai has to say about it. To be honest.
1: Well, I mean, it. <sighs> If we're gonna pick only one moment from Inscription,
0: personally, I think it should be the end sequence. But I think
1: it's the end sequence too. To be tie. honest with you, like I was leaning towards that, but I didn't know if
0: anyone would oppose me
1: on that. But I, I I'm feeling that. I feel like we should go with the end sequence. Okay, yeah, I'm fine with that. as much that. as I love the first surprise, like when you get to the the second surprise, the the third act, it completely changes the game in a way that I personally enjoyed the most
0: yeah um, and then of the three acts yeah um yeah i think i like the end sequence better the act two reveal is pretty wild
2: but um the i whole... feel like act
1: two is just too short
2: yeah um but like That's i don't know controversial opinion a lot of people would say it's way 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 too long yeah a lot of people <laughs> did not like did not like that wow sequence. i liked it but
0: um i, liked it too. I think the ending like what happens to PO3 and then like getting to play a little bit of Grimora's game and then mm-hmm. like the fucking Yu-Gi-Oh duel battle at the end was all very satisfying. Yeah, the Yu-Gi-Oh duel was <clears the throat> Yeah, and like shaking their <laughs> hand and like the last the last, uh, especially like the last part with Leshy where you like just play cards with him and the scale disappears. He's like, let's just play for fun. And I'm like, oh, bless you. I like you Very wholesome moment (laughs) with you in this. Yeah. When he he says GG, I was like, yeah, GG. Yeah, (laughs) Good game. (laughs) So, yeah. So we'll keep that. We'll, uh, we'll move on to the act two reveal. Uh, We'll I'm guessing we'll cut this then, but we could like quickly talk, uh, just quickly talk about it. Um, Also very cool. When you first pop into the like Pokemon looking world and mm. uh, start actually collecting cards, and second
2: like an adventure map. Yeah, uh, it was it was very cool. I'll say, for anyone who's experienced other Daniel Mellon's games before this one, it was very expected for something like that to happen. Yeah, for sure. didn't take away from how fun it was when you have been experiencing a game for four hours, and all of a sudden it's completely different. Yeah,
0: I agree. <clears throat> um, and, and as someone who didn't have any of that spoiled for me, it was, like, cool. Yeah, plus...
1: Yeah. Plus, the second act is the only act of the game where every deck style is used.
0: <clears throat> yeah, it's that's true. One. It's the most. It's definitely the most fleshed out, regardless of how much people love the first mm-hmm. act. Like, it's got a lot going on. But we'll cut it. Um, baby from Resident Evil Eight. What do we think about baby? I love. <laughs> what it. do we think about baby? <laughs> <I> <laughs> should
2: love we baby. keep? I think we should keep. Keep it on the list. list. Yeah. yeah, this thing is horrifying. Like, yeah, it's a highlight of the whole game for <laughs> me. Yeah. To be honest, I, I
1: think it's one of the highlights of the whole resident evil franchise to be honest
0: i mean even the um, setup prior to meeting the baby like the whole puzzle the, in yeah, that room the suspense building invisible. up until that point and like seeing the the lockers and being like oh i know i know what this is what's gonna happen and it just like builds it up perfectly you this, keep like, pu- seeing all the hiding spots and you're just yeah. like oh no, yeah.
2: what's, and
1: what's going on I love that wherever the baby goes, you can see like a trail of like
2: goop. Like, yeah.
1: Wherever the baby goes. Ooh. Yeah, okay, we'll keep that for
2: now then for sure. Chase uh, Kai showed me once. Have you seen the actual death animation for if the baby catches you? I saw it when watching the YouTube videos to okay. pre- prepare for this. Just yeah, like, you need
0: <laughs> Um
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. It, it's one of the best Resident Evil deaths. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, really for good. Sure. Uh, for a game fight. that really lacks in them. Yeah, it's, Yeah, like, agreed.
0: The only one that's good.
2: Uh, yeah, the Heisenberg fight from Resident Evil 8. Uh, mm-hmm. I vote to cut.
0: I vote
3: to
2: cut. It's fun. Yeah, I also vote to cut. I, like, it's I... fun. Uh, It's a cute little moment. Heisenberg's a cool character. Yeah. But the boulder most... Boulder punching asshole. Yeah, the, bul- the best part of that whole boss fight is the boulder punching yeah. asshole comment. It made me laugh like a crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely also had like a
0: shitting grit on my face when you first get into the mech and are going in the elevator i'm like what what is happening right now like yeah. what is this game <laughs> like the game just loses its mind yeah. at that
1: point yeah
0: but uh but yeah not worthy of staying so we'll give that a cut uh kai you haven't
2: had a chance to check out sable yet right no that's okay this feels like pretty safe to talk about even if kai uh, like yeah, this is yeah it's the
1: first seconds of the game i'm assuming this is not a spoiler it's, the, it's
0: like the first
2: hour first, of the game first hour yeah um yep. but um I don't know ty do you want to explain it yeah sure um kai and anyone listening who doesn't know sable's a very chill game that's just about exploring and taking your time with things and enjoying the beautiful world and uh about an hour into the game your character has gone on a little journey to get ready for like uh, a leaving home for the first time journey to like find themselves and like go off out into the world and the game gives you a, a hover bike straight out of star wars and lets you go about that and the first time you take that bike out of your main your first town's gate Uh, Some gorgeous music from Japanese breakfast kicks in, the the logo comes up as is on stream right now, and the game opens up and you can go explore in any direction of the world and there's like so much out there for you to go find and the killer Japanese breakfast soundtrack really ties it all together.
0: Yeah, it's a great scene.
2: It like has this like, you know, kind of cutscene-esque moment, but then when
0: you get through the gates, like you're driving around with the soundtrack still or the song still playing in the background while you're just like free controlling at that point and it's just real nice for the next three minutes to just ride around this beautiful world and listen to this fucking awesome song i
2: i had a quest marked on my map to go do and i completely ignored it when the music started playing and just like started wandering and skirting around corners and kicking up
0: sand um but do we think it hangs like, do you want to fight for that for top? Maybe top, uh, maybe top five. Like, there's not. I'll leave it on for now. I'll yeah, vote to leave it on. Yeah, for now. I vote. Uh, we'll keep it on. It for
2: might now. very quickly get cut, but I'll leave yeah, it on for I'll now. Leave it on for now. Um,
0: uh, this is one that I'll probably vote to cut, but we can talk about it for sure. The elephant from It Takes Two. Uh, cutie cutie the elephant. elephant. It <laughs> cutie is a great. It is a great moment. I mean, Kai, I know you like this moment a lot. So if you want to keep, let me know. But uh, I think that it's. It's just so tonally wild and and hilarious, but also sad.
2: Totally, I think it's but, kind of perfect. You think so? I, I mean, it's very messed up, don't get me wrong, yeah. but I feel like the point of the scene is to establish that these characters have lost something in themselves in their little quest to get back to their own bodies. And like, they've clearly are trying to skip over the step of like learning to be good people and getting an actual lesson out of this and go straight <laughs> yeah, to being yeah. in their bodies I, again.
0: I, yes, I, I definitely agree with you. I want to believe that that was purposeful, but I don't know if it, I, it, it, I guess it doesn't tell, really maybe. matter, but it's hard to tell if it was written that way on purpose. Cause by the end of the game, it seems like he wants these characters to be likable, but they were so unlikable to me, yeah. and I just didn't care about them anymore. But, I mean, you can also say
1: that the whole scene represents, like, the effects of the divorce on Rose, that these two people, in their bitterness towards each other and just trying to get towards the end goal of a divorce, is destroying their daughter's innocence. Yeah. Um, and uh, is going to completely change her forever in a way that's negative. Yeah, um, but and yeah. again, I, I just I, I just sympathize with that thing. You know? Yeah, that's um, fair. I I think it's the only point in the game where I'm like, yeah, the storytelling is strong. Yeah, that's... the rest of the game it's very iffy. Yeah, but I think that scene is perfect for what the story is trying to go for at that moment. Fucking trucks. I don't know. You're into <laughs> that.
0: Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I just i i just my personal reaction was just laughter the whole time but i i could see on reflection those themes definitely are making sense but to me i was just like what the fuck are we doing right now
2: i played Dilling this elephant. with caleb fairly recently and he yeah. was dead silent <laughs> really? played out. yeah just dead silent like, no reaction think, at all he was... i
1: think people react differently to it i've also heard of people, yeah. i've seen a lot like, of i've heard of reactions. people crying at that yeah. scene like i wouldn't say i was crying at that scene. i
2: could but... see it though it makes sense yeah, yeah
0: yeah it's pretty wild Uh,
1: but again like like, qd has like three lines of dialogue and you already care right like
2: but they have three lines of dialogue but also you know for the entire section that the the, this character's entire purpose is to get murdered to die and then they get gruesomely (laughs) murdered on screen and it's it's what you were expecting i guess what but Mm -hmm. yeah what do you think keeper i vote cut Kai?
1: Yeah, I- I'll vote cut. Okay. Um, I'll go with the majority here. As much as I love the moment, there's nothing really from It Takes Two in terms of a moment that I would say is yeah. top five. As for as much. Agreed. As I love
0: cool. But right, we gave it its due at least. <laughs> um, these next ones are gonna be a little sensitive, so I'm just gonna talk about the dam break and the cages
2: um the bubble would be way too much of a spoiler for Ty, and i don't want to spoil also let's like get this out of the way too like outer wilds is a game that fundamentally spoiling ruins the entire game so even leaving leaving a conversation with heavy spoilers on the podcast is almost like almost not even necessary i mean yeah
1: because if we're talking about outer wilds i will literally there
2: there
0: will be people who won't play this though and they'll want to hear about it so we'll just do the first two and then I won't. F- I mean, I I don't think I'll fight for the first two. For there's other moments well, like the ending and some other stuff that I would okay. fight for best moment. But there's no point in a podcast. that's a joint. Lineup. Should
2: I take this first one and explain it? Since you're sure. gonna take the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. This okay. If, the...
1: if this is outer wild spoilers, I'm disappearing for the,
2: a bit. Uh, hold on, Kai. Uh, this is outer wilds, but I think it's spoiler the, the, spoiler the, light enough the that the two, you wouldn't care. The two too much. that we're gonna talk about is,
0: I think. I mean, I can't say for anyone, everyone else, but I think that, like you and Ty, it won't... It's not gonna... There's way more other stuff in the game that would be mm-hmm. big spoilers. This is, like, first half hour... Uh, first half nothing, hour of the DLC. Nothing where you're like, whoa, not even oh games. my god. Like, it's nothing story-based, but, um, <clears throat> but yeah, Ty can explain it, and you can decide if...
2: Yeah, I'll just explain quickly, and if you want to dip out for Chase's uh, nomination after that, that's fine, but basically the nomination here, Kai, is the entirety of the DLC for Outer Wilds takes place on a basically like a halo planet essentially structurally and the the planet or the structure is entirely just a big river going around in a ring with like different docks and towns and little structures built on the side of this river and there's a massive dam that i did not see at all when i first entered this place and uh basically you find out very quickly that that dam is was not built stable enough to last the test of time and uh, a few, a little while into your time in this town, you will all of a sudden be very underwater. And it's it's just mm-hmm. a fun moment when you first, A, first getting into this, the environment that the DLC takes place in is breathtaking. It's yeah. wonderful. Yeah, that's a and, moment
0: on its own. It's just entering this halo ring.
2: And then B, after about 10, 15 minutes of exploring the first few buildings that you find in this in this halo ring you walk outside turn to your right and suddenly there's a tsunami sized tidal wave coming your way just devastating yeah. the environment oh
0: like uh like interstellar
2: <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> yeah
0: i had that very similar experience with this to ty where i was like exploring just the first couple buildings and then i just hear it like it's a classic outer Wilds moment just like the original game where i was like what was that noise and then i go outside and there's just water flooding the whole place and it's the it's really cool because yeah it's a halo ring but it's not like a halo halo ring where you de- it de- like it actually feels like you're on a ring like you can, you can go all the way around all the ring. way around and so when the water floods you can see it flooding on the uh, like if you look up you can see it flooding the other That's side fun. of the ring it's very cool mm-hmm. um but we can cut it because again uh there's there's if i was gonna put other moments on this list they would definitely be ones i'd fight for but um but we're not gonna do that i'm gonna do that um so we'll cut it and uh and chase can talk about cages Cages, yeah so there's so echoes of the eyes a lot like more horror themed than original outer wilds outer wilds has some spooky stuff but this game has got some like stealth spooky stuff going on and uh, i'm not going to give away the enemies or anything but there's a moment where you see all these and this is this is also like very arbitrary as a moment that's why i put it on here because i feel like i just want to talk about this game without spoiling the really big stuff but there's like these cages up above you that you can't get to. And there's a moment, I'm not even going to explain what you do to activate this moment because that in itself is really cool. But you like basically activate this switch and uh, you could hear in the game you could hear like things walking around above you like where these cages are and so you activate the switch and all these lights shut off and then you just see like six cages just slowly dropping to the where you have to go next and you're like oh fuck i'm i'm about to i'm about to be in a lot of hot water here and then that's when like the first like or one of the first like scary stealth moments happens and i'm just like oh god like all these cages dropping with these like creatures in it. i'm like yeah no uh that was really cool and then the bubble would be my best moment of the year but i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna say anything about it because y'all need to just experience that it's a bubble uh, it's not even a, it's bubble. a bubble it's, it's a, a be- bubble that's the that's the best way i could phrase it without uh without spoiling, without spoiling <laughs> but even all the my outer is. wilds gamers in the chat will know we'll yeah know about the bubble. i think they'll know about the bubble um yeah but yeah, Albert um, Wilds is
1: a game like very, very short on my list. Like it's very. It's, it's on like Games Pass now, game. by the way. The I have it on Steam. Okay. So and I have it on PS4 if I really wanted to. Just played on Steam.
0: Um, play. You probably want to mute now, Kai, for the. If for we're going to talk about Forgotten stuff. City. I will quickly get through these.
1: Yes. Okay. Sure. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll mute on deafen and just I message me. I think he probably wants to, we'll, just wave,
0: wave we'll just wave at you on the couch. Yeah, I'll just wave at you. Sound good? Great. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, quickly talk about the secret villa in Forgotten City. Uh, do you want to do... Which one do you want to do? And I'll do the other one. Uh, I'll flip a coin with you. Okay. Wait, we don't have a coin. All right. <laughs> I mean? okay, either way. Okay, I'll, I'll start. I'll do the secret okay. villa. So, <laughs> the secret villa in Forgotten City, which I think I want to stay i'm gonna pick any but the problem with keeping either of these is that kai has to join the conversation at some point that's true but we could at least fight for it for we can argue honorable between... mentions yeah okay you know? fair. um but the secret villa yeah is a portion of the game where you um you finally get like the weapon in this game which is a bow that turns things to gold and you you hear about this lady who has locked herself In a villa and everyone in the town is saying oh she's gone crazy she used to be like the um, the doctor the doctor yeah and uh, no one knows what she's doing in there there's there's um, there's bars on the on the door you can't get in but then when you get the bow you can climb your way onto the roof and and figure out how to get in and then you realize that she is doing experiments on the gold statues because she hears the same voice you do uh, from the statues talking and she ended up, like, falling in love with, with the voice. And so she, she thinks that there's people encased in the gold, that they're not just completely gone. And uh, so she starts, you enter this villa and you see these gold statues, like, tied up to all this, like, torture machinery. And she's, like, peeling the gold off of them. And then you find out the most horrible thing is that she's right. These people are uh, alive, tr- encased in gold uh, for, like, the past, like, however many years, hundreds of years, mm-hmm. and, um, but, like, it's real fucked up. She's, like, yeah, basically peeling the gold off, but it's peeling their skin off with them, and the people inside are alive, yes, but, like, they've been, they've gone completely insane because they've been trapped in gold for a hundred years, not, not being able to do to anything move but or think. or speak or yeah. do anything at all, yeah. And it's, the like, I from before that i did not expect the game to take such like a dark twisted turn and it was so so interesting so yeah. uh oh uh, yeah i like it, that it gets
2: progressively more gruesome as you explore the the, yeah. the, the villa like it starts yeah. off pretty tame and there's just like a couple statue people walking around mm-hmm. which you may or may not have seen before based on what you've done in the game yeah. up, the t- up to this point but by the time you make it up to like the main kind of like the bedroom <clears throat> area where she actually has locked herself up and it's pretty horrible yeah, there's, pretty gruesome. there's guts and flaky gold pieces chipped off yeah. with chisels and hammers everywhere and it's it's real nasty yeah but it's a great turn for this game it's mm. a really good twist for her her little section add some also i like that the game full-on gives you a warning before you go in saying if you don't like action or horror elements oh, you yeah can, you can beat that. the game without doing yeah. this part the yeah. game full-on gives you a pop-up saying hey you don't have to do this if you don't want to yeah
0: <laughs> which, <laughs> which is nice.
2: appreciated yeah uh what do you think do you like to keep it like, I prefer to keep this moment over the, the true ending, which I is agree. our next nomination. But yeah, if you'd like to quickly talk about the true ending. I can quickly give so it its due, yeah. yeah. So the true ending, the what is beyond the white hallway, the thing the game warns you not to show uh, <laughs> at the main menu. Uh, essentially, to super condense this, uh, is the, the final twist of the true ending of the game for basically doing everything you can. Is that you discover the the real reason behind uh, everything going on in this strange Roman underground town and it's aliens it was aliens yeah. all along yeah. it was always aliens there's just the dude living in a UFO who's like an alien super overlord. Futuristic. Yeah. super futuristic yeah up until this point the entire game has been um, has just been <laughs> Roman ancient Roman people in, in yeah. robes like wandering around and trading bread and cheese with each other And all of a sudden, the game takes this drastic turn, and it actually ends in a really wholesome place, I'll say. It does, The end sequence, uh, basically, he transports you and all the Roman people back to the present time where you're from, and you get to meet and talk to all of the ancient Roman people in the present time, and they've all had some time to adjust and get used to this new world they live in, and they're all wearing modern clothes, and you get to walk through a museum uh, of Roman history and kind of talk to them all about how their life's been and what they've been up to so far yeah, and that's a nice like, moment how they're like adjusting to the modern world
0: yeah yeah i like i personally like that even better than like
2: yeah the, me too the, the thing with the alien overlord is, is like yeah. uh, whatever it's just weird and quirky and it's fun for this game but yeah could take um, it or leave it honestly
0: <laughs> yeah we'll we'll cut it I, I yeah i think for such a short game it was a cool you know cool a cool ending and the fact that there's other endings too you can kind of pick the one you like best but we'll cut yeah. that and then we'll quickly mention the uh, the first law break in Forgotten City. I think that's worth cutting too. But yeah. um, the, I think this is probably most people's experiences, like the first time you steal something. But yeah. the, there's multiple ways to break laws, like killing someone, or um, I don't know what what other ones. Maybe maybe lying. No, I don't think lying. Lying doesn't count. No, a but man. but basically, there's a couple of different ways to like uh, sin in this world. And before this moment, you've heard that. There's the golden rule that if you break, everyone gets turned to gold, and basically the world ends. And you're not entirely sure if that's legit or not. That's kind of what you're finding out. Through break the game. a rule, find out. But then you <laughs> then you inevitably steal some some gold from a chest or something, and then a booming voice comes over, and it's just like, what, what does it say again? Uh, uh, the
2: sins of this, yeah, oh, the sins of is
0: one it? are something about how you're... the many
2: shall suffer for the sins
0: of the yeah, one you got yeah, it, that's what you it, got it, it. Yeah. and then all the gold statues come alive and start turning everyone to gold and you see the magistrate the city the erupts character. in chaos yeah. yeah just sprinting to the portal and it's just like follow him and you're like oh god i gotta get out of here
2: but yeah uh it was a cool, good cool moment. little moment but we probably should have talked about that one first if we were going to go in order true. of spoiler th- but whatever it's but
0: fine we'll just put forgotten city spoilers yeah
2: forgotten city anyway. spoiler timestamps um, uh, i'll also say like one more quick note on the forgotten city is the moment when um when you confront the magistrate with uh with actual evidence of kind of a lot of stuff that's going on in town and he says well yeah i i know like yeah you're an idiot and i'm yeah. gonna live forever yeah and you find out that he really wasn't such the a good bad dude. guy yeah, yeah. yeah yeah also a good part <laughs> also a good moment but all right should we wave kai back in hey kai you can rejoin the chat now oh i
0: can enter the chat now well, welcome back oh. so we decided to keep one of them the secret villa uh we'll probably like fight for it for top five i know you can't really we'll argue back we but we probably won't put it in the top three so it's it, it should be okay the two of okay. us like it so if we end um, up cutting it we end up with, but yeah we might I'm, also cut it so
1: if I were to have played Forgotten City, I would probably like it too. It's literally <laughs> to the next game. I assume list.
0: that nice. Yeah, it's nice and short yeah. too. But uh, here's some ones that we can talk about. Uh, well, me and Kai can talk about the first one on here, and I know you said you don't really care about the ending of Deathloop, and uh, you shouldn't because it's not really that important. But we'll talk about first the first uh, first Juliana, Juliana encounter, like with an actual player um which i think oh, is a great okay. moment yeah so like the first yeah, time yeah. it says juliana has invaded and you're like oh shit if i you know die here my run's over and i gotta start again and i think that just added a lot of intensity that's definitely my probably my favorite thing about Deathloop. loop uh yep. just added a lot of intensity you could also uh argue for like first time you actually kill her that might be uh synergetic with the first time you meet her if you're really good yeah. but i died like three times before i finally killed her and was like fuck yes like it felt really good to to finally take or, her or or an even better moment the
1: first <coughs> time you're juliana and you kill a cult
0: yeah that also good. that is
1: yeah. oh that yeah. feels so good because so, you have to earn that <laughs> yeah we'll just
0: call this like juliana cult interactions essentially is like the moment but um i don't know do you like this enough to keep or cut kai um would I say it's like
1: the best moment in like this year, though?
0: Yeah, I
1: I don't I, think it will I'd make top still three. Say against... No, yeah, I I'd, yeah I'd still say no, but yeah, like honestly, like probably both for Death Loop, for me are probably gonna be those anyways. Yeah,
0: let's let let's cut it. I'm with you. If you're not gonna keep it, I I also don't think I also skip some, but we'll go back to them after. Mm-hmm. Um, and then quickly talk about the ending of Death Loop. Uh, so. Yeah, I thought this was just, again, I, I definitely want to cut this, but I thought this was just a cute ending. Um, essentially, you finally do your perfect loop of killing all of the eight uh, visionaries, and the last one left is Juliana, and you get into this like boss battle-esque like, digital-looking room, and she's just kind of there uh, waiting to have like a conversation with you, and um, she tries to convince you like to not break the loop and stay in it and uh, she opens like a, a chest with two dueling guns in them and it's just like all right well if you want to break it like let's do this then and then she like holds the gun up to your head and you hold the gun up to hers and you like count down and then you just don't shoot and you're like nah i like being in the loop let's just stay in it and then you end up like being friends with juliana and just being like yeah do you want to like get a drink after this instead of like being angry at her the whole time and i just thought it was good and i enjoyed it i (laughs) I didn't expect that but there is hints of it throughout the game like like juliana throughout the game is telling you like you like this like you don't don't lie to yourself like you want to stay in the loop and colt's always like nah i'm breaking out of this loop and then you realize at the end he's like nah yeah this is really fun i just want to stay and kill things for the next (laughs) millennia um mm-hmm. but again not worth not worth staying but i thought it was i thought it was an, an interesting take it's a lot more lore, or um i mean it's it's definitely a little unexpected i'm
1: i'm surprised they actually went in that direction exactly that's what sense. i liked about it
0: it would have been it a lot safer sense. to just i don't know have this boss fight and then and there we go now i never need to beat death <laughs> <laughs> never has to be done unless you want to see the secret ending true there is oh, a secret, secret ending secret but it's lamer ending. than the actual ending so um but uh, so we'll cut that and we'll go to the one
2: i missed this is a, a tie one the true ending of uh oh, Death talk door. About some door really yeah. quick cool um yeah this is one that i'm perfectly happy cutting um but <coughs> going for the true ending in death's door is a bit of an arduous task you beat the main game and basically you are presented with okay go back now and explore the entire game world again and go find these magic rocks uh and it's a bit of a gut punch for sure when you first beat the game and are like oh I have to go explore the whole world again and look for seeds to plant in pots and pots to plant my seeds in it's a real weird game but once you finally do all those little chores and there's some fun ones in there like a bonus optional boss fight and some some cute stuff you get to the end of the game uh you go through the door and you go into the boss arena from uh acid nerve this developer's previous game's final boss. And it kind of ties the two games, uh, Titan Souls and Death's Door, together in a really interesting, cool way with the character of Truth, which is this, like, eye-looking thing that I'm sure has appeared on the stream by now. Yeah. Uh, and Truth basically is this idea of, uh, like, an all-knowing eldritch being that knows exactly what's going to happen as a result of any of its own actions. So basically, any interaction with it in these games is like, oh, it's it's planning something. It has some purpose here. And it's like just a real spooky, ominous thing. And the devs have gone on record and uh, said that there's going to be another, uh, at least one more game in this universe that is pretty exciting to to hear about. And yeah, it's just a cool moment. They tie their two <laughs> games worlds together in one really succinct bow that I enjoyed a lot. Cool. So we
0: will cut that then. Mm-hmm. Um, where are you, Death oh, Store? I already cut it. Uh, and then uh, same for me is a moment um for a game that i just played is the first time you i guess it's technically the second time but when you enter the alien multiverse in uh the airful escape and start jamming on your guitar um again i think as a mechanic it gets old jamming like because that's basically what you do the whole game is just mash your controller and and uh Um, jam on your guitar but the first time you do it in this like beautiful like backdrop where there's like a, a huge winding road uh just in space is really cool um and it just like is a very uh good way to show how striking this game's art style is um but yeah very very small moment of happiness but definitely definitely worth cutting it doesn't have you know a lot of emotional depth to it i was just like oh shit this is super cool um but yeah, I will cut that. And we'll move on to Before Your Eyes, which I don't think I got a YouTube footage of, so give me one sec here. Um, this, again, also a game that I would suggest like Echoes of the Eye. It's very short. It is absolutely worth um, like, playing. Like, If you haven't played it yet, I would suggest playing it before you listen to this, but um because it's only an hour and a half but yeah essentially this moment which is my personal favorite moment of the year so I want it to stay is uh I don't know why again this one hit me the hardest but I'm gonna try and talk about it without getting like a sappy like I normally do um but yeah it's like the uh best friend character um is this little girl who I just found her personality to be very quirky and relatable and i liked her a lot and uh you you know at the point in this game your mom is kind of pressuring you to go to a different school uh because you're really good at piano so she wants to go go to a more focused like art school and uh instead of staying up and practicing piano for your entry exam to the school uh your best friend like asks you to sneak out and go to the beach and um just like stay up all night talking and stuff. And while you're doing that, uh, you're s- spelling, stay here in the stars. And I thought it was just really fucking beautiful. And it like made me, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, man, all the, it just made me think about how all of the small moments in life are like the m- things that matter the most, you know, just like hanging out with friends. This is the stuff that really
2: actually matters. Um, so yeah, I thought that moment was really beautiful. I gotta uh, say, so. did anybody playing this game ever choose to stay home and study for the piano recital? Was yeah, that- you're a monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, that,
0: if that was your choice instead of going out with look your friends. But again, that yeah, I, as someone who like, I don't know, this, this just hit a lot of like, uh, again, this is a very personal game. It's either going to st- hit you or not. And a lot of these beats just were like reminded me of my childhood. And like this as well. It's like doing shit like this with my friends is is stuff that was really important to me, so yeah, I like personally. This is my favorite moment, so I would I would like to keep it for now, uh, and then we can revisit that for
1: Kai. I don't know. Any and I, on also, this yeah, if thing? you guys want to talk about, because I know
0: you
2: guys. Yeah, have played. I can weigh in, but I kind of want to hear Kai's opinion first.
1: Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I really love that scene because yeah, I, I did choose to go out and go sit down on the beach. Because you're not a monster. I would say like <laughs> yeah. like I, I'm good with keeping it uh, for now at least because um, it's it's a really solid moment. But for me, my like my favorite moment of the game is the very last. One.
0: Yeah, I was actually going add to that add that hit. because I really liked <laughs> that as well. We can, uh, you know, what we can quickly talk about that because I can, uh, I can just add right that. above quickly
2: adding things to this list. Yeah, this is the one thing want <laughs> will add here. Ending before your eyes. I thought the stay here moment personally was cute, but it didn't really do that much. Yeah, again, emotionally like it did. Like it seemed too for you, Chase. That's
0: so. the thing. I don't think for a lot of people listening to uh listening to people's thoughts on the game it seems to be obviously that the ending or like the stuff with the mom you know is just the stuff that hits hard and that hit me hard too but for some, like that's why this is my like personal moment it's just it just fucking i don't know what to tell you i was just crying and like it really got me um but yeah we can talk about the ending really quick kai do you want to take point take
1: you have to accept dying yeah it's fucking hard man like you just gotta hit that moment where you say it's okay yeah and you just blink and it's very different
0: because it's not it's not someone you care about it's literally you which is so unique for a game like it's like you as a child accepting that you're gonna die and it's yeah really powerful
2: and Mm -hmm. another
0: thing is how they like interweave the the ferryman trying to get you into the heaven with every time you blink it, it cuts to your mom telling the same, you know, story. Uh, mm-hmm. and they interweave really well. And yeah, that, yeah, I, I really like the ending too. So mm-hmm. Ty. Yeah. Like you, you can't blink your way through it. You can't skip it.
1: It's like one of the only things in the game that you can't accidentally skip.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And like they saved it for the hardest hitting moment. I think. agreed. It was, it was well worth it.
0: All right. So I don't we'll have too keep, much to say on this one. So. Yeah, we can keep those for now. Uh, and then we'll go to... I guess we got rid of... This guy. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go to... Backbone! Um, game I played. I'm going to cut both of these, but I'd like to give them their due. Uh, so, this, this is... It's interesting because this is actually a moment that... Uh, people really hated. Like, this game has mixed reviews because of the ending of this game. But... I personally really liked it. So it ends up being kind of like Forgotten City. Uh, The whole game is just a detective noir solving like, uh, you know, you're kind of in over your head. There's a murder gone uh, that you, you know, you're just investigating some uh, innocuous crime and then it ends up being a murder and then it, you know, spirals from there. But it gets to the point where it's aliens and there's this like parasite that takes over your body. And then you just wake up uh, in this homeless camp because one of the earlier characters is a homeless person that your character knows. And you wake up there with this like gross like lump on your back. And um, uh, you just like kind of hang out with the homeless community for a while, which I really, really liked. And then you get captured by the bad guys in this game. And um, they try and do some experiments on you. And you end up ex- escaping, but you can tell the parasite is like. You know, weighing this your main character down, and then the final scene is like the the villain of this game kind of just gets to keep doing what she's doing, and you just slowly walk. Uh, into the wastelands and just fall over and die, and it was like so brutally like grounded, and I I really liked really liked it. Uh, I just didn't expect the game to go that way, and I could see why people you know people get attached to characters, and they're like you know there's lots of people being like in the comments like maybe well maybe he survived. I'm like man, sometimes you just gotta accept this game is it's you know it's a noir game, it's not gonna be like a light game, and so I liked that it was just this weird turn, and then it's just like yeah you're you just dead now. <laughs>
1: Right. Yeah, there are people that think that Noble Six from Halo Reach just went into a cave. Yeah, that's it's called denial.
0: <laughs> a lot of people are like that with video games. Yeah. Before your eyes, no, you just you just blinked, and then uh, was it ended up being all right? You you're, back yeah. and you're blinked, and you were in heaven. You blinked, out. and your cancer's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll get rid of that. And then a quick mention to the first time walking through Gastown uh, in this game, because it's a game that takes place in Vancouver, and that's where we're all from. And, uh, you know, you walk down Granville and Gastown in this game. And even though it's a, uh, you know, um, fantasy world where there's some things different, like seeing the monuments and the way the buildings are set up being the same as, you know, uh, towns or cities that we've walked through, uh, constantly, it was really cool. Like walking through Gastown, seeing the clock and seeing the buildings where the names are changed, but you're like, I know what that is. Like walking down Granville as well and seeing, uh, um, the, the, the rogue theater i guess it's called the rogue in this so it's the vogue in real yeah. life but um yeah it was very cool walking down vancouver streets and i hope uh, this game has a sequel coming out so i hope vancouver is explored even more because i would have liked to see some more stuff but we can cut that as well and get to the road for halo infinite which is a kai pick yeah, no, it,
1: it, it's just a, I'm, I'm more than fine striking this. OK, uh, but it is just a really fun section of the Halo Infinite campaign where I'm, I'm not going to go into like the story stuff at that point in the game. But, you know, the stakes are at their highest uh, and you're just in a place where you have to get into this building. There's a road ahead of you, a bunch of the banished. Here's all the weapons. Here's all the vehicles. Go ham just do this any way you want That's so cool. it's not like necessarily like the warthog run it's more just make this whatever you want right run. it's a lot of fun you got the main theme of the game bumping in the background which the soundtrack is fucking great so you're just it, it's just fun halo it's just it feels like hey i'm actually playing a real halo game
2: yeah and, that was but at the same time it kind of emphasizes like the halo infinite unique uh aspect like open, of, world like, the of open world the pure open world sandbox as opposed to like the old school halo we- weapon sandbox style mm-hmm. yeah
0: mm-hmm. getting access to everything just sounds like a treat for a halo level um, mm-hmm. and yeah two marines you also get two marines and anything you and want and you said so you could like, customize them right
1: uh yeah like uh, uh any of the marines you have at your fob you can give them any weapons you yeah that's want. cool so like there are high value targets out in the world where when you kill them they give you a weapon permanently um and you can just any of those weapons at the fobs infinitely so like you can kill one high value target where he has a skewer <laughs> where when you shoot it it the skewer shot explodes so it's basically a skewer and a rocket launcher and then you can just equip all your marines with that hop get them to hop in the back of your razorback and just go into an outpost and have them go ham That's And cool. it's hilarious and there's like a million different combinations you can use to equip your marines with and. Uh, yeah, they're very much playing with the sandbox of like, set up your marines the way you want. We'll set up the banished the way we want. Go ham. Have fun. Cool.
2: I like that a lot. Cool. Yeah, I'm excited to actually play the campaign and get. I will say everybody watching this and you guys should both go check out the Halo Infinite speedrunning community because it is yeah hilarious. Wild over there. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, they're they're discovering some shit in that game.
0: <laughs> All right, uh, mining planet Ratchet and Clank. So this is specifically the the. The video i have for our youtube listeners is like hitting the purple crystal is that like what you want to discuss or is it like the mining planet as a whole entity
1: i mean yeah it it is it is a pretty
0: cool whole entity too
1: um i just really like uh the dynamic of just having when you hit the purple crystal on one hand you have like this completely structured planet that everyone's living and working you know they're all just mining away and slaving away and Like you'll walk by the lunch line and you'll hear a guy yell, oh, my 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 breaks only lasting another 20 minutes. Come on, I got to (laughs) go like I've been there, too. It's so relatable. (laughs) And then you hit the crystal and everyone's gone dead obliterated that they no longer exist. And you have to navigate because sometimes it's easier to navigate in the destroyed planet. And then other times it's easier to navigate in the mining planet. Uh, And so they use that for platforming. puzzle solving and level navigation again it's just the fact that there's no loading screen
0: yeah Yeah, and and they're
1: completely different locations in terms of look and feel like it doesn't even feel like the same place anymore once you're in the destroyed world
0: yeah Uh, and clank seems like the you know that's where i'm like oh man games are gonna be like this soon no more elevator
2: loading loading areas you know Oh, you were sliding down a slope, and all of a sudden the game freezes, and there's a little <laughs> circle in the corner. I wonder yeah. what that was about. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what do you think for this, Kai? Um,
1: I think we can strike it. Okay. But uh, I, I still think it's a, a highlight of that game in terms of the levels. And structure. Again, I, once you get a PS5, I highly
0: recommend you guys yeah. play Yeah, that and okay. uh, Returnal, me and Ty were talking about. We really yep. want to play mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's really good i might even bring the ps5 over at some point we can all get together yeah, and uh, it. get you guys to
1: play some returnal. yeah
0: and then i'm sure this will be a cut too but quickly talk about like the repulsor like ledging someone out or ledging multiple people out in multiplayer is great or even like you know returning a rocket or something like that but uh yeah doing this in this exact spot that's on the video um is is a treat <laughs> to just mm-hmm. be kind of sitting there or even like uh be in a scuffle and not you know you know you're losing and then you just smash people out of the it's definitely one of the best that and the grappling hook obviously are some good abilities in halo
1: the repulsor is just amazing also like you can use it to double jump as well Mm -hmm. you can look down and use it and you do a double jump and that's hilarious so that replaces having to do rocket jumps um which i think is a really cool way of doing that on top of you know being able to pancake people and send them flying yeah it's it's hilarious it's so much fun we can um, a unanimous cut,
0: though. Right? But, yeah, we can definitely cut that. <laughs> yep. All right. I'm good with and that. then we're on to, like, a pretty big one. This is Drax's uh, arc conclusion in Guardians of the Galaxy, the game. Which I'll vote to keep, probably. So I'll it, vote to keep. Yeah. Yep. Hit
2: me a lot more than I thought. Uh, I haven't made it this far in the game, but I guess I'll vote to keep it, too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just build Drax up as a character very well. And, um, you know, the like you've mentioned on the last episode, Kai, the whole... Uh, enemy in this game is like the promise essentially like showing you your family that have passed away being back alive and like tricking your brain into that and Drax ends Mm -hmm. up falling for that and uh, you have to like go into his brain and convince him that the family that he's seeing is not real and it's just very emotionally weighty um, because Drax's family was like everything it's something he talks about throughout the whole game And then seeing him have to be... So it also made sense why he'd be the first one to, like, fall for the the promises tricks. And then, you know, having him have to uh, say goodbye again and realize that it's not real was, yeah, very... It was very well handled. I think that what really sold the moment for me was, like, how serious the other crew members were, but also them, like, just being supportive and, like, all kind of taking turns being like, you know, we've all lost someone, like, we're here for you. And being like, he's, like... You know what do i have if not this and they're all like well you know we're your family now like we're here for you and it was it's very nice very very Mm -hmm. good moment so i would like i would like to keep it yeah Um, i
1: i I couldn't have actually put it better myself like that it's such a great fucking yeah, and very good. I think the cherry on top is that's when Drax gets his ultimate. So true. You
0: know, <laughs> <an attempt>. New <laughs> ability unlocked after this emotional scene where you're kind of crying and your family's dead. Away. Level up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then another one that we can cut. But uh, I just love Lemnoskate so much. Kai, we haven't really got to play this together, right? We should do a squad up for this.
1: We should do a squad up. But you got to play that one game together, which admittedly was really fun.
0: Um, yeah so i'd love to do a squad yeah mm-hmm. and i did
1: get that one shot with the sniper though that yeah was. that's
0: the that's the thing is like it this is like a very specific moment that isn't gonna happen you know every game but once you start to get good as a sniper and you build up to this final moment where you've kind of You're like okay i think if i take out this one guy who's killed like three of my guys i end up like winning this round and then you like slow-mo line up your shot take him out and then it all the whole uh game basically turns to you winning is like very satisfying there's other stuff in that game that you know you could do that with anybody but the whole slow-mo sniper makes it very like movie quality-esque and it's 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 very good but um again it's not really a i don't know rather go for emotional stuff than hype stuff but it was it's cool so now we get to a little bit of i mean we actually did pretty good this time we cut a lot so we're down to one two three four seven. five six seven um so we re- we only have to get rid of two here and i think okay. that shouldn't be too hard we'll get we'll probably get rid of one before your eyes moment uh i could jump in here actually and kind of take why we have donkey Stream in fire world on the screen right now um I can probably take the lead and say, like, pers- personally, the beach is my favorite moment of the year. But uh, if we're going to keep something and Kai and I also really like the ending, I think we should just keep the, the ending of Before Your Eyes. OK, so yeah. I'll drop the beach scene um, and then that brings us
2: down to six. That brings us down
0: to six. So what what do we think here? Uh, uh, let's see where everyone's at. So, Ty, what, what are your what's your number one
2: moment, let's say? My number one moment in gaming on this remaining list is probably going to be... Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to actually do, do your three. Top three? Yeah. Um, well. <laughs> I,
0: I don't have a list, by the way, so... I, oh, I right. Don't. Um, okay, I'll, well, we can recap quickly. Yeah, yeah, I'll read off, read them off to you real quick, Kai. Uh, so we have the end sequence from Inscription, Baby from Resident Evil 8, Start of the Journey from Sable, The Secret Villa from Forgotten City, The Ending of Before Your Eyes, and Drax's art
2: conclusion from Guardians of the Galaxy. Personally, my top three on this list would be the Inscription and Sequence, the Baby, and the Secret Villa. Cool. Kai, what do you think? What do you like?
1: Uh, for me, it would probably be... Number one would probably be the, the Drax arc, to be honest. Uh, I, I think for me, that was my favorite gaming moment of the year from those six. Uh, but the other ones would be... The second one would probably be the Inscription and Sequence. And then the third one would be the ending of Before Your Eyes.
0: Okay. My number one would be Ending of Before Your Eyes. Oh, well, then it gets kind of hard. Uh, number two would probably be... Oh, man, because I really like the baby, and I really like the end sequence of inscription. It's... it's da- and, and Drax's arc. I think if I had to, I would do number one, Before Your Eyes, number two, end sequence of right. inscription, number three baby well, here's what i'm noticing drax is here's what
2: i'm noticing none of us brought up the start of the journey in sable yeah
0: so sable can go very good moment so But it's like sable's getting cut by sable so we're down to our five so now we kind of just have to figure out what, what was the what was the common do- denominator there it seems like we all like baby and
2: inscription right
0: mm-hmm. and then uh, and Kai and, like before your eyes like before your eyes you
2: for, and kai like drax yeah i haven't gotten to drax yet so i don't really have a place to weigh in so i think
0: that puts secret villa in the honorable mentions yeah in, the, yeah, in the bottom of this top five, for sure. Yeah. so we'll just move that down to five. Still a great I'm moment. I'm sure it would be higher if I played it. And then we He'll have to decide on one, two, and three
2: here. Um, mm-hmm. All right, here's my hot take for you guys, and I'm sure that you guys are both going to yell at me for this. The ending of Before Your Eyes did nothing for me. The entire game did almost nothing for me. The best part of this game was the unique mechanic of it, like the the blinking mechanic. I thought was really interesting, and I thought it was well utilized. But emotionally speaking, this game didn't hit me as hard as it did either of you two. So yeah, yeah. That, I mean that's that's good to
0: incorporate. Uh, yep. and I understand that. Um, but you know, like, just speaking my piece. Yeah, of course, uh, and that's good. Yeah, because brings I can it understand. down a little bit. But like, it's also my one and Kai's two, so it's gotta it's gotta mm-hmm. be top three, I think for sure. I just don't. But know like,
2: where. is there is there? Neither of you would argue it above Drax's art conclusion, right? Oh, you
0: I would. I the I ending, would
2: the ending of before your eyes. Okay. I like before your eyes. Oh no, Better. no,
1: sorry. Yeah, no, I would. I would put Drax's art conclusion above and before your eyes. I would right put
2: there. before your eyes above oh, okay. Drax's art well, conclusion.
0: It's all jumbled then. <laughs> <laughs> it's all, <laughs> all jumbled then. Yeah, it's gonna. We're gonna have to make some decisions here because okay. Kai's got. We all three have baby and and inscription. I think, honestly, I think, un- unfortunately, because Drax's arc is four and Ty didn't even play it. I think Drax's arc has to be four, but it's your number one. So if you want to fight for it to be top three, just the way that if we're going just I, by, I, I
1: would be happy with it being number three at the very least.
0: Okay,
2: that's that. That's where I'd be. Would you be happy way. with that if it meant putting before your eyes in fourth? Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. Okay, I'd... that's why this gets <laughs> yeah, tricky. That's well yeah but inscription yeah. and baby are, are are would those be in in your top three i'm okay or no? with i'm okay with baby getting bummed baby's not in my top okay three, yeah. okay
0: baby was baby was my number three but i would uh since drax is number one for kai i would i would be fine with baby being number four yeah it's not like it's awesome but again this is you know like neg- if, yeah negligible difference higher yeah. Then that that's fine Just so take out maybe okay so are you so you're okay with guardians being three yeah and I'm then good with that. sequence num one, one and and before you are is two is yep, that i'm good with that cool yep so we have gold for we like inscription in this chat It's true we, we really do. i'm glad kai <laughs> likes it as much as we
2: both do. We're, yeah. well. we're not biased <laughs> so yeah
0: not in the
1: slightest <laughs> uh, I mean, Kyle definitely that's we
2: gotta be Definitely get around to uh, gonna check playing yeah. the uh, the previous Daniel Mullins game, um, Pony Island. Yeah, at some Pony Island. It's usually like yeah, 75 cents I've... on Steam. It's really cheap. Oh, we ended I've up heard with pretty good. Yeah. Oh no, we didn't. There we go.
0: Okay. Yeah. So for best moment, uh, we ended up with number one, the end sequence from Inscription. Number two, the ending from Before Your Eyes. Number three, Drax's arc culmination, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, honorable mentions to the baby in Resident Evil Eight and the secret villa in Forgotten City.
2: Hooray! We did it. Nice. Yeah, one down. Good.
0: That was pretty good. That oh, wow. was less than an hour and Only plus four setup, more that categories was four, to go. That was probably forty minutes for that one category, which is not bad. And that one seems like the one we're gonna. That's gonna be the you know the one we're gonna talk about the most. All right. Personally, best mechanic maybe, but I think most unique. We'll get through pretty quick. Should we get moving on into best mechanic? Then? Yeah, let's just do it. Let's go. Um, Woo-hoo. Best mechanic. Uh, quickly read these out. So this is essentially a list of our favorites. Yeah, mechanics in the games that came out this year. So whether it be a um, the way a level works or the way a, a piece of equipment works, ability, anything like that, uh, we'll all talk about it on this list. And I will very quickly read off our list here. So we have the Blinking from Before Your Eyes, uh, Terminals from GTFO, the Scout from GTFO, the Glider Bike from Sable, the Magic System in Wildermyth, Juliana Hunting in Deathloop, the golden rule in Forgotten City, the golden bow from Forgotten City, the hook shot from Death's Door. I just wrote Echoes of the Eye. I'm just gonna exclude that because again, that is just it's gonna be complete spoilers if I talk about it. So no Echoes of the Eye today. Um, the hint system in Inscription, late boss, late game boss mechanics in Inscription. Um, so Act Three bosses in Inscription. Uh, the hammer and nail from It Takes Two, the magnets from It Takes Two, uh, going unsighted from Unsighted, looping in Lemniscate. Um, the huddle up mechanic from Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, all the new abilities in Halo Infinite, marine customization from Halo Infinite, the loot system in Deathloop, uh, the topiary sprinkler from Ratchet and Clank, portals from Splitgate, and Galerius from the Forgotten City. <laughs> um, all right, let's uh, get going on this best mechanic. So, we read down the list, so we'll start with what we're going to cut and what we're not before blinking before your eyes. Best
2: mechanic, what do you think? <clears throat> Uh, as this game's biggest naysayer I'll say it can stay it's such a cool mechanic uh mm-hmm. I mean I've never seen another game that utilizes this in this way I don't think either of you have either mm-hmm. um and yeah the way the game like the way the game uses it is really thoughtfully done like, there are scenes in the game that they clearly want you to stay in a little longer and in those scenes, they let you have a blink break. They, they mm-hmm. give you a point where you can look at and as long as you're focusing on the thing that's happening in the scene and you blink on that point, you stay in the scene and something, you cause an effect to happen and that's a it's a really cute way to like have this idea of every time you blink, time jumps forward but also let you actually sit and savor some moments that they want to focus on.
0: Yeah. It was very very eloquently crafted and mm-hmm. and the fact that mm-hmm. you kind of revisit um those memories, like, in the second half of the game, allows you to... For, so, like, I realized that even though probably the three of us did the stay here thing on the first try, I realized that you go back to that moment in the second half, and if I feel like if you missed that, you could... Uh, it gives you another opportunity to kind of mm-hmm. complete that. But, uh, you know, as this is my second favorite game of the year, I want to also kind of play Double's Eye like, for you guys, too, because you did say it didn't work very well for you guys. Like, you had a couple like I still want to keep it right now but um, for me it worked flawlessly but I can't uh I can't uh deny like you your guys's experience this is our podcast so the fact that it was a little bit finicky for you also is something to consider yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't I know I about... had to
1: recalibrate like
0: 15 times <clears throat> over the course of my playthrough I it did not insane. which probably also you know is a reason why it resonated so well with me it definitely would hamper your experience to have technological I'll In say an hour and a half game.
2: Yeah, I had to recalibrate pretty often, mm-hmm. um, but I'll say, honestly, the biggest thing that that did for me is, like, you need to have that recalibrate button there. It's just, you hit you the space do. bar and you can recalibrate. It's necessary, but also, I will say, once I kind of realized that that was there, it took some of the stakes of the scene away, because I realized, like, oh, I could just hit the space bar and open up the recalibration thing and right. pause time and think about what I was doing, but... yeah. That didn't really come up in my playthrough too much, but it did take a little bit of emotional weight away yeah, from things, fair. I think. Um, and yeah, as far as actual issues go for uh, for the before your eyes blinking mechanic, I'd say that the worst it was, was there were a few times where I would do something innocuous, like I would scratch my chin or something like that, and it would register it as a blink. And I would be like, oh, what just happened? And a little confusedly, like be pushed into the next scene without really knowing what just happened.
0: Right
1: yeah i've had, i i had things like that like i swear like i would just sit there stare at my camera not blink and it would go and then there would be other times where i'd blink and i'm like oh, what the fuck i'm blinking come on then let's go yeah yeah and i don't worth- know whether to chuck that up to my camera the lighting <clears throat> game it's so hard to know like what was actually wrong
0: yeah yeah it's worth considering but again like ty said i think it's such a unique mechanic and such a such a incredible idea to implement that as well like not only just to have blinking be a thing but also to tell a story about how uh memories are, are fleeting is really
2: really really cool yeah, so. really really cleverly done they so, had an idea for a mechanic and they executed it wonderfully yeah
0: so yeah let's keep that for, for now and then we'll move on to gtfo the terminals uh essentially the terminals in gtfo are kind of like little computers that you can uh interact with and then ping things on the map or search for like you can query for everything that exists on the map um and it's just a cool little system uh you can have your friends like going around and the ping like happens in game and they're like oh yeah it's over here and having a little computer that you can type on and do little uh light like data searching is yeah cool in a multiplayer game Um, it's very
1: reminiscent it's very reminiscent of uh vampire the bloodlines masquerade or something like that in there. Yeah. Oh, the hacking in that game is great because you have to type in everything and cool. type in
0: words. And yeah. It makes you
1: feel like Mr. Robot.
0: <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. The terminals also get, uh, I know that we as a unit have only played a couple, but the terminals get to a point where there's some really interesting, like, um someone will be on the computer while the horde's coming, and the players who aren't on the computer are the only ones who can see the code that the player on the computer has to enter. Like, he reads off letters and they have to like basically unsolve what that word is and then get feed that back to them while they're killing a bunch of zombies and there's a bunch of action going on it that that it gets really a lot more interesting cool but uh i do
2: vote to cut it i don't think it's the bet yeah i also vote to cut it i think it's pretty interesting i i think it only really works in the form that it is in a game like gtfo that's yeah. so claustrophobic and dark and spooky and then having you to ta- like forcing you to interface with like a straight up like basic computer monitor to like make progress and figure out where the hell you're supposed to be going is a really, really cool way to do it. Agreed. Uh, But yeah, we'll cut that and we'll move on to the Scout
0: from GTFO, which is an enemy that is completely terrifying. It's one of the only enemies that moves around. And um, it has these tendrils that come out from the top of it when it's searching. And if even the slightest bit of that tendril touches you, it lets out this giant scream and calls like all of the horde on the map to come it's like the end runner of the game and luckily when we played together uh we ended up taking them down without that happening but man it brings up the tensity, uh, the, the tension so much because if you do startle those like you're in for a treat so I dancing like, around those is
2: yeah i feel like gtfo is almost like a game that's just perfect to go into as four people knowing nothing about how 100%. to navigate the game's yeah. world. And I feel like the fact that we went in as a group, and it was my first time playing the game anyway, and you had already kn- you knew like what this lot. creature was yeah. and kind of gave me a warning, like, hey, if you get touched by that thing, <laughs> yeah. this, this mission ain't going to go so well. Like, maybe it takes a bit away from it, but still, I think it's a really cool enemy. I think it's really terrifying the way yeah. it looks and its design mm-hmm. as it like stretches its little tentacles out towards you and like you're not quite sure how far it can reach. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm um and you have to like find
0: your way into a corner while they're slowly like cre- creeping mm-hmm. towards you and be like "I hey, don't touch me but yeah again think we're cutting that kai you think cutting
3: yeah
1: i'm cool. good with cutting but it does provide really good tension in that game in a game that's already very tense
0: yeah um, um okay the glider bike in sable um i honestly don't know why this is on this list i i love sable it's one of my favorite games of the year but the glider bike is kinda jank. I mean I guess that attributes to some of its charm, but man, it, it for me it, it like
2: bounces off hills so, so yeah. frequently. It's not stuff. just you, that's just how the game works. <clears throat> yeah. I think you're the one who added it to this list, so I'm not I am sure. have I don't I'm know. I'm not sure exactly <laughs> what, what it was that thinking. you saw in this glider. I'll but say that the glider bike is a wonderful companion for your little so like it's the closest thing to a companion you get on this journey in Sable, I feel like. True. And I don't know. It's it's eh, it's nice. But I don't know if I have any like real attachment to it. And then as far as the mechanic goes, it's essentially just a vehicle. Like yeah. It's a little jank sometimes, but at the end of the day it's it's a it's a hover bike from Star Wars that you fly around the desert. Yeah. You can customize Me- it.
1: Me- mechanically it sounds very reminiscent of the of the motorbike from days gone. Mm, it's no, it's just, like, your personal vehicle you just get kind of attached to over the entire game. Yes and no. Is it just it, just a vehicle?
2: Yes in that sense, the but, but no in the Indeed. sense that you have to worry about gassing it up and repairing it all the time. Yeah, it's just, there's yeah. no... Uh, Nothing like that. Is, a, yeah, I like that game. I like
0: game. But, but you actually bring up a good point, which I think lends it to best, more to best character than best mechanic, because mechanically it's not super interesting, but it does have a lot of personality. Like, it, the noises it makes almost feel like you know human-esque and um you know the customization and stuff and the ability to call it like a horse in red dead is Mm -hmm. is cool but yeah as as a mechanic you're it's just a it's it's literally just like you know a vehicle
2: and yeah you are on the nose with calling it like a horse in red dead you literally whistle for it and your bike comes skirting around the corner uh, magic System and Wilder myth. This is a tie. Yeah, this is definitely a me. So Wilder myth, for anyone who doesn't know, is a tile based grid based tactics RPG gameplay wise. And the way the magic system works is pretty interesting. Uh, there's uh, it's your classic split up in as any fantasy game will be of warriors, rogues, and mages. And the magic the mages don't actually get any direct spells they can cast in this game. The way the magic works is they have to, uh, I forget exactly what they call it, but they have to bind with an inanimate object in the world. And based on what inanimate object you bind with, you get a different—you get different powers that you can use to manipulate that object. So the simplest example would be if there's a rock and you bind with that rock on the ground, you can whip it like a little discus and throw it at people and bounce it off of enemies' heads. Or if there's—and then you can—the way you build your mage is like into different trees of different types of things you bind with, which sounds confusing, but it is simple in the game. Uh, so like you could build towards. Binding to inanimate objects and get better at, like, warping wood into different shapes. Or you could bind, like, build towards binding with fire and learn how to do a bunch of cool stuff if you bind with a torch or a candle. Or you could bind, uh, build towards binding with uh, animate objects like plants and trees and stuff and learn how to, like, call roots up from the ground to tangle people's feet and, like, do all this classic D&D stuff. And Wildermint's just a really fun game and I felt like the magic system was by far the most interesting part of its actual tile-based, grid-based combat. Uh, and yeah, it was just really satisfying. Anytime you think of a clever, clever solution to a combat scenario using the mage, I felt felt it was just like a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. It sounds you, you want to keep it. It sounds very interesting. I'll keep it for now. Yeah, <clears throat> it sounds like
0: you know that is something as a mechanic that has a lot of depth compared mm-hmm. to what probably a lot of the stuff on those lists. So let's keep that for now, um, and then we'll move on to. Juliana hunting in deathloop. So, uh, kind of what we talked about for best moment. This is like how Juliana works as a mechanic. Um I guess again, you could probably argue like either side, like Ju- Juliana you hunting as Juliana or being hunted by her. Um just brings a lot of tension to this game and um the way you can get different power-ups from her if you kill her like makes makes it a lot more rewarding. And it's just very cleverly implemented, like it shuts down your exit so you can't just sprint and leave the level when she gets there. It's like, hey, you're, you're locked in this arena now with this character and you have to, you have to someone's going to die. You got to duel to the death. And <clears throat> it does, it's definitely balanced in favor of Colt, but that is probably for the benefit. I could see it being a lot f- more frustrating if Juliana was on e- an even playing field with Colt. As you know, you you lose runs if you die as Colt. So but like you said, Kai, it makes it a lot more rewarding when you get a kill with Juliana because you know how imbalanced it is towards towards Colt. But yeah, you want to touch on this as well?
1: Yeah, no. Um <clears throat> it it it's the mechanic of the game that for me stops it from being completely forgettable. Yeah. If it weren't for the PvP content of Colt versus Juliana, I think the game as a whole would just be very, very average very mediocre it already kind of is leaning more towards that for me the more time i spend away from that game um like i'm still in favor of, of striking it i'm okay yeah, with. i'm fine okay with, striking with striking it too it. um but again like you said it adds a lot of tension it, <clears throat> it uh in terms of the functionality you really do have to fight each other to the death no one's gonna cheese the other you're gonna have to fight it out yep and you all have your powers and Uh, your own weapon loadouts and Juliana has her own customizable loadout that's a lot of fun and you can make her kind
2: of interesting to hear that there's no real cheese involved in that because I kind of assumed going in like having not really played too much Deathloop myself that part of the appeal to playing as Juliana is understanding the levels and understanding where Colt's probably going and laying traps or like doing level-based kind of Shenanigans. That was kind of what I thought the mechanic would be based around. You're definitely right. I'd say it's less ch- cheese that way, though, because it's like it comes from
0: an understanding of the game as opposed to like doing a strategy that, Fair. I don't know, is, is,
2: uh, doesn't seem like, like it was running out of the tunnel
1: as soon as the PvP starts.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Like, something like like what chase mentioned like it's very waiting at the
2: bonfire when there's an invader in dark souls and just waiting for them there
0: (laughs) that that's the one the only the one downside i will say about that is as Colt i feel like if you really really didn't want to engage with her you could just wait and stealth in a corner forever until she leaves but like i didn't personally encounter that i mean like i didn't play a lot as juliana but i didn't personally encounter people doing that but you could definitely i feel like there they could have added something that's like if you're just standing still in the game it maybe puts a waypoint over cold and maybe they do i don't know but um but yeah uh, again we cut it it's it's it brings that game up a lot but fair enough.
1: and i was gonna say the the network connectivity <sighs> oh yeah that really def died.
0: right i forgot about that
2: that it <laughs> kind of kills me. the mechanic yeah at a lot it does well, that sounds, with that comment on top, that sounds like it's definitely a strike. Yeah, it yeah. Well, no, the was network
1: weird. connectivity alone makes it a strike for me. It, it can be really fucking bad.
0: Yeah, my, like, second match, just, like, you, you, you were talk, telling me about that, and then my second match was, like, unplayably, like, I just got destroyed with glitching around the map. <laughs> um <laughs> But, yeah, let's move on. Uh, yeah. Forgotten um, City. I think Golden we can Rule. do this
2: talk about Forgotten City with no spoilers. We definitely can. Yeah, so no spoilers. Kai can stay in the conversation. Um, <laughs> should we talk the about the Golden Rule first? Yeah, let's talk about the Golden Rule first. Kai, do you know what the Golden Rule is? No. Okay. So, The Forgotten City is a game that takes place in an ancient Roman town, uh, and that is the second time I'm saying this on this one podcast episode, so <laughs> I just uh, put a point of on, on the bingo card. But basically, the, this town lives in fear under threat of the Golden Rule, and the Golden Rule is the sins of the many, uh, or the, the many shall suffer for the sins of the one. Um, and they don't really know exactly what that means, but they're all terrified of it. And, uh, they all take it to mean that if anyone in this town ever sins, ever commits a sin, that they will all die. They'll all be punished and sent to hell forever, uh, as is their Roman belief. And their individual ideas of what constitutes a sin kind of makes up a lot of the fun of that game, I think is kind of trying to decipher early on like what can i get away with in this place and what is actually a no-no yeah kind of kind of
0: contributes to what the whole game's about is like are you you know this god that implemented this rule clearly has a warped view of what a sin is because there's things that happen throughout the game where you're like that seems like that should be a sin and then there's stuff that you do and you're like that's a sin like what
2: the the characters even call it out in the game where yeah there's a lot going on with this mechanic or this idea in the game, like. The simplest one to talk about is the, the gay guy in town uh, who is being harassed by someone else in town. They're writing graffiti up on his shop wall. They're threatening to kill him daily. Like, this guy's having a hard time because someone else in this town believes that homosexuality counts as a sin and yeah. he's going to get us all killed. Yeah. And then <laughs> y- y- he's not breaking any
0: rules by, do, like, causing harm. To existing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, there, there is a lot of stuff like that where it's, yeah, which is interesting. So, I don't know.
2: What do you think, Ty? Mm, I think as far as mechanically, I'm good with cutting it. Mm -hmm. Talking about it from a story perspective is pretty interesting. Talking about it from a strictly mechanical one is like, it is interesting, but I've seen other games facilitate uh, time loops in interesting ways before too. And at the end of the day, it is just the way that the time loop works. Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah, I think we could, the golden bow, I don't even really know if it's, we'll very quickly talk about
2: this. I think this is a strike. But actually, I'd love to talk about this one a little bit because it's kind of cute there for anyone who's actually played the uh, the original Forgotten City mod. the 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 Golden Bow in that game in that mod is a little bit more ridiculous because the mod the game obviously was originally a Skyrim mod, and in the Skyrim mod, when you found that bow, it was just an instant kill bow that killed anything you shot at it, Uh, (laughs) which was pretty funny. Mm -hmm. Um, But transitioning that into the forgotten the actual Forgotten City into a bow that turns things to gold is pretty cool and. Kai, like, not a whole, not really spoilery at all to talk about this. Like, you'll see very early on in the game, there's some vines that look like, oh, I could probably climb those. And if you go up to the vines, it'll say, you can probably climb those somehow. <laughs> but you don't really know how to do that. And then eventually you get a weapon that anything you shoot turns to solid gold. And you're like, well, these are a lot easier to climb if they're made of metal. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like your solution to platforming in that game. It's yeah. like, oh, I can turn this. Early on, you pen. can't really do much platforming wise. But later on, like, there are sections where you're, you're just turning different materials to gold and Using it's, your Midas touch fun. to traverse the environment.
0: Yeah, it's cool to see like the things turning to gold, but I do wish there was more than just... It's essentially just vines and and, and things in the water that you can jump on by turning things to gold. But yeah. but it, it, it is cool, but I, I, yeah, we can strike that. Cool. Um,
2: <clears throat> hookshot in Death's Door. Um. Yeah, I'm fine with striking this one. I think I'm the biggest Death's Door lover in this chat. I don't think Kai's even played it yet. Um, but the hookshot from Death Story is really satisfying. Um, it works exactly like I want a hookshot in an OG old school Zelda like game to, to function. It pulls enemies to you. It pulls you to enemies. It darts you around the map very quickly. There's some fun, uh, platforming traversal sections with it, little bonus areas to get, uh, optional rewards. And yeah, it's just a really satisfying tool from a bygone era of games where a grappling hook was the coolest thing you could ever unlock. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it's just worth talking about hook shots always because they're always true. good. They're always and good.
0: It just it feels really good in Death Store, and yeah, Death Store is on my personal top ten, but I think it, it's probably higher for you. But I did, yeah, I did really like it, and the hook shot was my favorite, uh, favorite aspect of it. But yeah, we can we can cut that. It's just yeah. a good. It's just a great hook shot. Hook Then we move cramp. on to Inscription. We got a couple here. Um, there we go. Jesus, small image. Uh, so we got the hint
2: system in Inscription. Um... Yeah, I, I think, don't I don't know if it's fair to I wanted to pass this one over to Kai, but I don't know how <clears throat> Kai, how much of the hint system did you feel when you were playing inscription?
1: Like there's a lot of hints in there that mm-hmm. are that are great and mm-hmm. a lot that I blatantly ignored. There's <laughs> some where they're like just hidden enough where it's plausible to
0: miss. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But also very plausible for someone to catch.
0: Well, that was something you know? we realized playing watching you play is there mm-hmm. was hints that we didn't see that you saw and we thought that was cool that it kind of like if you aren't if you aren't getting to the next uh, logical pro- progression in the game, quick enough, it, it slowly, like,
2: drops more and more, like, hey, do this yeah. It's like, the point. The big example, uh, when I was watching you play Kai, was the, uh, and this is full spoilers for inscription, so if we want to put a timestamp for that, go ahead, but uh, you were still in Act 1, and you got a vision from Magnificus the Wizard uh, of him, like, painting at, and, like, His little slime dude and his like little wizard dude and there was some dialogue there that kind of told you to go and free the the caged wolf because you weren't figuring out that you had to let the caged wolf die in act Mm -hmm. one was the what you were stuck on but Neither of us got any of that. We didn't know that PO3 or Magnificus existed. We had no hint about that. I never met the slime guy in act 1. Like none of that happened at all in act oh, 1. Oh, you didn't meet the slime guy in act 1? No, no, oh, I did. <laughs> um wow. Yeah, I'm I The surprised. only the only reference in my act 1 to PO3 or any of them were their cards, like the stoat, and that was no. yeah. that was all I ever saw. But then watching you play, you got a straight up vision from this wizard character yeah. and I was like, what is how how yeah. have you how, did you play like half the game while I looked away? Like <laughs> I had no clue, but yeah, it's just inscription dynamically adjusting to how long it's taking you to get to a certain discovery and putting a little hint in your way so that you're like, Hey, maybe I'll do I, this next.
1: I appreciate that a hell of a lot more now. Cause there's actually more content to find if you stay yeah. around for long. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: Um, little addendum here. The, so the, the stoat is P O three, and the stinkbug is Grimora. Mm-hmm. Who is the stunted wolf supposed to be? Is it Magnificus? Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah, the, Magnificus. The yeah. other
2: two um, talk about how they don't want to free him from the cage because he's like dangerous, and they're worried about him. Right. Mm-hmm. I just like you can see
0: the um true like the facial changes in the other two i don't know if you get that with the stunted wolf by the end of act one maybe you do if you
2: i will say i don't know if you guys ever caught on to this but the actual mm-hmm. images on the cards of the stoat the wolf and the stink bug change sometimes yeah yeah that's, Did you that's notice what that? i'm saying yeah like yeah, yeah they, they, oh, they oh, look for they me resemble okay the yeah Stout, the, the, like, the stoat has a square is, face yeah. at one point and where it's like okay you're clearly a robot the stink stink bug looks has like the makeup Remora by yeah. the end
0: as well that's what i was saying i the stunted wolf to me didn't get to that so i didn't okay. realize who it was well the stunted wolf did
2: have one eye missing is one thing oh, and Magnificus's shit. eye yes. is in the chest with uh right yeah smart so that's at least one oh. thing i'm not sure if he ever gets like a wizard beard or anything like that but <laughs> yeah maybe. i
1: once had uh, had the stoat get jacked he just looked jacked <laughs> like he just lifted three thousand pounds yeah just over there and just came back from it
0: uh <laughs>
2: do we want to keep this or cut it I'd rather keep the next thing on the list, yeah, I so agree. I want to cut this one, Kai. Sure, we can cut it. Okay, we can cut it. I love yeah. it. and then the next thing on I the, the list being the the late else. game. Keep on, keep on this. Yeah. The late game boss mechanics. So it'll the, be like Act Three bosses, all the Act yeah. Three bosses.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm I'm perfectly okay keeping that. Yeah. To be honest. <laughs> great. That's what well, makes Act Three. Which was your favorite, game, Kai? Yeah, what was your guys's favorite? Uh, the web. The web is my favorite.
2: The, the one where like you make the card? a card, yeah. you upload it to the oh, internet, yeah. Yeah.
1: send it to someone else's game. That yeah, that was, great. yeah that, that was great. I'm, Maybe, I'm not sure
2: exactly works. how that segment works because when I played it, I, I don't think I ever actually found another player's card to download. So I know how it works. Okay.
0: Uh, the only way it sends to another player is if there's another player physically playing that same moment at the same time. Okay. And will send them to him. Which is more common than you think, still. Especially because... Yeah. I, but I played uh, the game like like at three in the morning, so I just didn't... I didn't get that either. Right. But being in the inscription uh, Discord, a lot of people uh, cool. are explaining that it has to be... Yeah.
1: I, I lost the fight a few times, so I did it a few times over. And, yeah, no, like, almost every time, I got my card sent up to somebody. Oh, that's so nice. There was only one time of, like, the three, four attempts. Where
2: um, my process. card didn't get sent yeah. up. That's yeah. So cool. I
1: know what happens both ways. I think I only so. attempted
2: it twice, and yeah, yeah I think both times I didn't. Too. I didn't actually find anyone. But I will say my favorite of them was by far the uh, the uh, the one asking for your chunkiest files. Yes, mine too. <laughs> I loved that boss so much. <laughs> And I got to watch Kai play it on stream, which was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, with Deep his... Rock
1: Save the Day. Yeah,
2: Deep Rock saved the Day once again. Um, <laughs> yeah, like asking for a big file was already like okay. He's like asking to go through my my file directory and find oh, yeah. something with like a few gigs to it. That's yeah. pretty cute. And then after that, he asks you for your your most Old. precious, oldest yeah. file that something that's near and dear to your heart. So I actually I went through and I forget what I actually found, but I found something that's been in there for years and years. Uh, and then he immediately threatens you after you pick a file and mm-hmm. says, well, if that card dies, I'm going to delete that file from your PC. And I assume that he so actually does do be- that. No, the beautiful thing about it is,
0: cause that would be super illegal. Yeah. Okay. But the beautiful thing about it is <laughs> if you lose that fight, he says, uh, you should do the honorable thing and delete that from your <laughs> system. <laughs> he's like i'm not Dude, actually gonna delete so it but you cute. should delete it yourself because you lost and i'm like fuck yeah that's so good <laughs> uh, uh.
2: yeah i love this game yeah. yeah and yeah those act three bosses are definitely the most interesting content in the game i think like and when... also something funny i noticed was that act three is still laid
0: out the same as act two
1: yeah i don't know if you guys right. this, but no i didn't notice been... that until oh, did recently not? in the chat too oh, cool. that they're like
0: yeah, his. You're talking about like po 3s like layout of his
2: the map. Yeah, it's the yeah. same as the the yeah. World Two yeah. layout. Yeah,
0: yeah. very yeah. cool. Mm. Um, yeah, description. Yeah, we're keeping that. We'll move cool. on. Yeah, we're keeping that. That <clears throat> Act
1: Three is just so fucking good. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> We'll move on to the It Takes Two uh, nominees, the Hammer and Nail, which is the first uh mechanic in the game. I vote um, to
2: strike, but you guys go ahead. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I I also vote to strike. I just thought it was a very very strong start mechanically. Like. No. It is a great first mechanic for yeah. that game, yep. but we can strike it. Gameplay-wise and, like, story-wise, you know... You they're... guys both
2: played the Cody side,
0: right? Yes. I've only no, played Cody. I, I was May. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. I was May.
2: Who are you? I was May. Yeah. Um, which I thought... I felt like my power was a little less interesting, just hammering stuff and breaking glass bottles out of the way, whereas Cody got to, like, pin things to walls and yeah. actually it... aim his nail around. But then, uh, later in the game, like, it, the, they the it up script up. flips so yeah. often, like... You're so frequently both getting like a new cool unique yeah. power that it, I've forgotten it already, but it also adds to the
0: replayability replay- to be able to do you know yeah to do uh, both yeah, mechanics like that is really yeah. cool. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. I think we should play one where we're the
2: I'm down yeah think. if you want to switch it up and
0: play yep. the other way around um, yep. magnets and it takes two so uh a tie hasn't quite gotten to this part yet but essentially in the snow level which is my honestly the skating itself is fucking phenomenal in that game but the magnets there's just like you would have a negative magnet i would have a positive magnet and okay. you do things in the environment to like push and pull to like um interact with the world and i thought that was very mechanically sound as well it was very cool to see what you could do with the magnets and uh you know gain some momentum as well by like pulling onto
2: something and slinging yourself forward
0: but you can i can also attack other as well Intact to we each play
2: other play yeah ex- exactly um but I, mean, I like some groups that play that game would just hold on to each other permanently <laughs> yeah, all the time <laughs> but yeah i'm i'm okay
0: with striking this kai what do you think do you would do you like this mechanic enough to keep it or
1: i mean like if it were if we were keeping anything from it takes two it would probably be the magnets sure me, let's, but
0: let, that's totally fine let's i i like it enough to you know we haven't kept a lot yet so let's just keep keep that for now sure. and see if it winds, winds up staying um yep going unsighted for from unsighted so you'll have to explain this one to me a little bit i I, yeah i know the concept of the game but i don't know what going unsighted means kai do you know anything about unsighted so i'll start i'll start with just a brief explanation of the game so unsighted is a metroidvania like top-down metroidvania where you uh play a cyborg or i get no sorry like an an ai like you're completely robotic android android's the right um in a town of, like, misfit toy androids, like, they're all... The world is kind of gone to shit, and all of these androids uh, who have kind of stowed away from the humans who are, like, taking over and have destroyed all the androids uh, are, like, the last bastion for survival for this species, this race. And um, uh, there's a bunch of... The, all the enemies in the game are also androids, but they've gone unsighted, and so what unsighted is in this game is when they've lost... Um, A certain amount of energy they they no longer can retain their uh like self awareness, like their sentience, so they go unsighted and they become like just starving for uh energy and get aggressive and that stuff. And every character in the game, every NPC, including yourself, has a timer above their character that is like you have this amount of time with this character, and once that time runs out, they go unsighted. Every NPC, so like the the guy in the um, blacksmith has that. The you know person who upgrades the your upgrade tree has that. Like all the characters you care about, like for story reasons, all have that. And at, when you die, it reduces the timer. And so you have to find you find these little um, <clears throat> these little uh, pieces of energy throughout the map, and you can give it to either yourself or other people that you care about, and it extends their time. And so throughout the game, you slowly see these characters going unsighted that you care about and you have to pick and choose which ones you know like the blacksmith will be like i have this weapon that's gonna take me like 20 hours i'm i don't know if i'm gonna get in time to make this like really cool thing <laughs> you better like help me out and like other characters who you just like for personal reasons like you know you're trying to save them but also if you die it deletes your save like if your character you run out of time oh. so you have to continuously like add to yourself and make sure you know that i didn't well. know it deleted your save <laughs> so if it you just ran out of time. adds a lot of like depth and like tension to the things that you're doing i think it's a really cool mechanic um I, w- I would say honestly to keep it for now even though i'm only five hours into this game like the potential of that alone is so interesting and i at least mm-hmm. you can t- it's something you can turn off if it's something that stresses you out too much but i love the st- stakes of that you know like that is a
2: that's but a lot.
0: also those stakes are probably why you only have five hours in it so far it's true <laughs> like unfortunately for my personal experience i got very lost uh map wise and can't really find a way to progress right now so i am getting frustrated when the time's running out and it's not because of something that i find uh like contributes to me advancing the game like i'm just running around looking for where to go and i can't figure out where to go so it's getting to the point where it's like f- frustrating for me now but i still think it's it's interesting and that might just be my personal like uh, inability to find (laughs) where where the fuck to go Um, so by going unsighted as a mechanic you just mean the timers in general yeah i i think that the yeah all of the all of the characters having those timers is what what i would yeah i'm down with keeping that for sure uh looping in uh, lemnis um yeah i think i think we can cut this but it's just done very well like when you set up because you have six turns to loop through through the the game with six different characters, and it's very very satisfying to like be like th- think three turns ahead and be like this is what I'm gonna do with these characters to get to this point and then have that come to fruition is is very rewarding. But uh, it's just a a time loop done really well in in a multiplayer game mechanically, it's great. But I don't know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think we can cut it.
2: Must have yeah, been a, a...
0: a hell of a design journey to get this For game real. to the point yeah. that it's in now. Honestly. Thinking about yeah. all the yeah how each character works in in a time loop like that yeah, but uh, much
1: I, much more unique than death loops yeah
0: stuff. I agree yeah, uh huddle up Guardians of the Galaxy Kai you take the reins on this one haha
1: I love huddle up yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> so basically when you do enough shooting things and killing things and beating things up you'll fill up your meter and uh, you can do by pressing both of the bumpers at the same time. You can do a huddle up, which Star Lord takes out as his, his, uh, his record, his, uh, his mixtape. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's like, everyone huddle up. And uh, depending on how the fight is going, whether you're losing the fight or winning the fight, the dialogue changes. So uh, you're if you're losing the fight, your team will be talking about like, oh, we're getting our ass kicked. We look like amateurs out there and if you're winning your team will be very cocky like we got this we don't even have to worry about anything we're the fucking best and you essentially have to listen to what they're saying and what their moods are like and pick the right dialogue decision for peter to rally the team together either to pump them up and make your team realize they're much better than what they're saying they are or by cooling everyone's jets and being (laughs) like hey i know we're awesome but We got to take this seriously. And if you get the dialogue option right, all your characters' cooldowns reset, your cooldowns reset, your health bar refills, and you get to listen to a a random song from the game's playlist uh, in the middle of combat. So you could do that and get never going to give you up uh and you'll, next thing you know you're fighting a bunch of jellies to rick astley uh yeah. on top of having all of your abilities just ready to go so you can do some massive damage
0: i think the cooldowns uh, right also reduce like i felt like i was spamming them a lot more frequently when you're in the huddle like i don't know if that's i don't know if that's true, a but... thing either but it wouldn't surprise me but like, <clears clears throat> yeah i definitely a had a lot of, of uh like laugh out loud there's like giggling moments when like take on me was playing in this big fight and just spamming all these abilities after the huddle up i think the <laughs> huddle up itself is a li- like it's it's very easy to tell which dialogue option to choose but the fun of it is seeing the characters come up and like have this dialogue exchange and you be like guys guys cool you jets like we you know we can't get too carried away we're not out of this yet and then them all be like let's go
1: and then the song just starts <laughs> playing
0: yeah. yeah. And and again it, it helps
1: contribute in terms of the story to feeling like the team leader. Yeah. That agreed. you're you're the one keep you're the glue that keeps everyone together. Mm-hmm. Um it really helps contribute to that inside of the gameplay and not just in the story itself. Um, yeah, it I now? vote to
0: keep. Sure. It's the yeah, game's most organic, and, mechanic, keep. and uh, I'll keep it. Cool, let's keep it for now. Uh, then we go to the abilities in Halo Infinite. Um so I guess that's just uh the grappling hook, the repulsor, the mm-hmm. shield and what am I missing? The radar. Is one more?
1: The, yeah, there's a there's
0: the threats.
3: Oh, the- well,
1: we could just go with what's in the campaign for now. Uh cuz the repulsor is not in the campaign, but we can kind of include it in the mm-hmm. as well, I don't mind. But um essentially, yeah, it's it's just fun abilities for Master Chief to use and for you as the player to use and your traversal of halo infinite's world yeah like using the grappling hook is so much fun you can turn master chief into spider-man and it adds so much more engagement when i'm actually exploring the world like i think a big problem with like your ubisoft open world games and why people get so bored of them so quickly is because the traversal from one thing to another is very boring oh yeah like there you do nothing it's basically a giant loading screen except you're just flying a plane well, with, math, with the grappling hook, you're like, okay, I'm going to grapple to this point here so that I can launch myself over here and grapple onto this point here so that I can get myself up to here and get myself to the location I want to get to. It's nice, it's quick, and it keeps the player engaged in the actual movement system. Uh, on top of having combat benefits, which I, I, I'll leave that for you guys. On after. top of having
2: speedrunning benefits. Yeah, fly gonna, and 2, very speed running kilometers benefits. an hour, yes. yeah. Yes, uh, yeah.
1: that game's physics
0: is hilarious. Yeah, the uh, grappling, okay, just like, yeah, it seems like it covers all three areas, or, I mean, both portions of the game very well. Like, you talk about how good it is in the campaign, and then for me and Ty, we've played a lot of the multiplayer, like, the, the fact that you can grapple guns and the flag and all that stuff like adds so much like mm-hmm. like you you're trying to sprint to the the power weapons and someone's just about to get there before you and you just grapple the rocket launcher to you instead like that's so sick and then um like ty said the speed running aspect is sick as well like all the stuff you can do with that yeah it's yeah
1: and yeah. um you know there's also like the threat sensor and the drop wall and the thrusters which uh aren't as i think creative yeah they're definitely the, mechanics. a lot weaker
3: mm-hmm. but i really they wish fun, they would
1: especially when you fully upgrade them in the campaign because you can upgrade your ability that's cool in the yeah campaign. and they become like the drop hole is much better in the campaign than okay it
2: is in the okay the multiplayer it's poopoo <laughs> yeah
3: it i is was gonna bad. say like Turbo from
2: <laughs> pretty much just playing multiplayer for halo infinite like i really wish they would kind of amp up some of okay. the other abilities that aren't the grappling hook and yep. the repulsor to have a little bit more of that utility like yeah like the thruster uh, for example is such an easy one to me like just increase that thrust a little yeah. bit like give it a little bit of a torque yeah, improvement and it would yep. be so and much fun but <clears throat> but in its that's current state in like the multiplayer it's like a little bit of a you just have a little yeah. wet fart that yeah. sits yeah. out <laughs> it's behind you great. and you get boosted a little yeah. bit <laughs> and but in campaign that actually does exist there yeah. are
0: actually like that's cool. thruster so that is cool yeah i hope they add that to multiplayer. and like though.
1: And when you fully upgrade your gadgets, they always have something cool to spice up that That's that cool. ability. Like for the drop wall, like you've already gotten your upgrades to make it stronger and make it bigger. But with your final upgrade will add like an EMP electric field to it. So That's any cool. projectiles that go through your shield to the enemy get electrified. So if you throw a frag grenade, you throw essentially an electricity frag grenade and stuff like cool. that. So, or you can shoot electricity rockets. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that so they they do find ways to mix up even the kind of boring powers in the game so then i'm not feeling like oh this is just a little shield like i could go oh i could throw the shield down and now i have electric rockets um which makes that much more interesting
0: yeah Yeah, much more fun to play let's keep let's keep that for now then yeah i agree Um, with that um let's move on to the loot system Uh, and oh sorry marine customization in halo uh, which we kind of touched on in the, the the moment as well, but Kai, you can you can kind of expand on that a yeah, little bit. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, like I said before, you could get your high-value targets uh, out in the world, which will give you the different weapons that you can use uh, and give to your Marines. And there's, like, almost, like, basically the entire game sandbox is unlockable uh, at the FOB, and it's probably Halo's biggest sandbox in terms of the weapons there's like 25 weapons or something it's it's insane it's crazy how many freaking weapons were in that game and they all have their purpose even in the campaign multiplayer some of them are right iffy but like the commando is amazing in campaign but that's beside the point (laughs) so like you go to these high value targets you wipe them out and then you're essentially able to customize your marines to whatever you want Like, I've seen people online, like, load them up with, like, Pulse Carbines, and that's hilarious. I've loaded them up with Sentinel Beams, and that's hilarious. It's essentially whatever you can think of with, like, think of in your mind in terms of setting up your Marine squad. Like, do you want to have just three guys that are just on a rocket hog with you and blowing stuff up? And then when they get out, they have skewers ready to go to obliterate anything in their path. You can do that you want to just go meme and just give your entire squad needlers you could do that <laughs> you could just be as memey, cheesy or as generic as you want the marines to be
0: um i don't again, suppose you can give they're... them like abilities no you can't give them abilities. a bunch of marines grappling hooking around the <laughs> no i was hoping <laughs> i i would
1: love that but that's not a thing in the game we gotta wait for uh, co-op and, K- and as the that. more as you do more things out in the open world, you get like a Valor experience currency, which just unlocks more stuff for you to mess with and more Marines for you to bring on your missions and mess around. With. So the more you play the game, the more you can mess around with it. Um,
0: very rewarding. Do you want to keep it for this list? I'm willing to strike
1: it. I uh, For as much as I love it, and it is a big selling point of the game of like, hey, you can make your Marines whatever. There are people that will just straight up skip that stuff because it's all optional. Um, Whereas I think the abilities are just more everyone's gonna be playing that. Yeah, hundred percent.
0: But yeah, it is cool. I mean, uh, customizing characters like that, you know, like it's kind of applicable to like you know Mass Effect, being able to do what you want with your characters and stuff, and but in an open world. And like Marines have been a staple in Halo for such a long time. It's cool to be able to throw some stuff on them
1: yeah it, um, it very much <coughs> gives that bro bro out feeling that bro up feeling where you're getting the boys together <laughs> you're gonna go wipe out the banished <laughs> and it's just
0: fun um loot system death loop uh i definitely am okay with cutting this i think that it's i think that it's kind of interesting but to be honest i wish the game had more weapon variety i, I like that you ca- i like that you carry over your weapons from previous runs and stuff but it's pretty early on where you get your purples and you're like all right i'm kind of just good i could carry through this game very easily but it is cool how it works and you have to like figure out what you want to keep till your next run um by uh using some points to like have it carry over but I, yeah i just don't think it has too much depth to it no
1: that and that's ultimately why i'm more than okay striking it like, yeah Honestly like I don't even think there's enough to the loot system for me to even dominate yeah. for the best category. Yeah, best that's fair. Out, honestly, like it, it's just kind of I mean, like it's cool that like you're like, "Oh, I'm going to kill this visionary," and then you're done and you have all this residium and you're like, "Okay, what am I actually going to spend my residium?" On? My weapons, yeah. abilities, whatever, like that's all right, but that doesn't last long. Like you said, like there comes a point where you're like, "Okay, I got my cheese built."
0: Yeah, exactly. You get your load out way too quickly. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we'll move on to Kai. We've got the Topiary Sprinkler in Ratchet and Clank.
1: Yes, Tell Ooh, I love this. the Topiary Sprinkler. So the Topiary, uh, I'm more than fine striking this. Okay, just um, a cool but weapon, I, right? It, it's a, it's a throwable turret, like it's a deployable turret that you could put down, and it's essentially like a like a little leaf sprinkler that shoots out water, and whatever enemies it hits, they turn into hedges uh and they're like full hedge versions of themselves that's cool if you're fighting a t-rex boss you will turn that t-rex into a hedge that's cool and uh you do much more damage to uh whatever enemies are turned into hedges i just had fun turning enemies into hedges yeah man did either of
2: you did either of you guys play the the previous ratchet and clank the the reboot Yep. Like, I have uh, not. I, I'm going to yeah, retroactively was, play it. Now, you should though. go back to it because it's a yeah. great game. But uh, there's a lot of stuff like that in that game. Yeah. Like there's a the shotgun in the game turns enemies into eight bit versions of themselves. Yeah. There, there's a a weapon that makes enemies dance, and all the enemies have their own unique dance moves that they bust out mm. when you force them to dance. Like there's a lot of cute stuff in this series. The Groovatron. Like the Groovatron. Thank you. I think that is it. That game or is it Into the Nexus that had the one
0: that turned everything into snow snowman
2: that's into the nexus yeah yeah uh, a lot of that the games have really the sheepinator that turns yeah. things into sheep yeah. character versions of Crash themselves always got the good the good unique weapons they got yeah
1: and i was and a rift apart is no it <laughs> makes me happy to the, hear the, the weapon sandbox is amazing in that game cool.
2: Like, Any other standouts uh, besides like, the topiary sprinkler?
1: Uh, I do. I do love Mr. Fungi. He's he's just a he's just a deployable turret that actually does do damage. Wait. But he's he's a he's a mushroom. Not zircon. Oh, you, interesting. When you when you fully upgrade the mushroom turret, he gets a Mrs. Fungi. Yeah. Wait, is, <laughs> is, so is Mr. Zircon Mr. in the
0: game, or is it Mr. Fungi the replacement? Uh, no. Sounds there's weird. Mrs. Zircon. Oh, there's interesting. There's Mrs. Zircon. Okay. Now. Yeah. So, um.
1: Uh. You see her right away. And, that's cool. Um, and yeah the the game's weapon sandbox is just a lot of fun to mess around with. yeah like one of the best weapon sandboxes i've played around with in a while like it literally competes with halo for me in terms of just how creative the. Sa- i think it's more creative than halo sandbox because like it, as much as i love halo's weapon sam like halo Infinite's weapon sandbox it is stuck to halo and making it feel like halo whereas like ratchet and clank that series you can just go nuts with and yeah, it'll yeah. feel like ratchet and clank true
0: um and then we got the purple crystal from retch and clank as well which we also kind of touched on last but but yeah kai you can cut yeah. strike and then or yeah
2: we kind of struck it from best moment but i feel like it is a little bit more suited to this mechanic yeah category.
0: yeah yeah i think it's a keep
1: for now i don't know if it's gonna make top five but i think it's one that we can keep especially since we struck a wall.
2: so other than like um, jumping back and forth between the two <laughs> planets kind of to uh like traverse the world is there any other un- like interesting way yeah. they use that um
1: there's uh another level where they use it where when you when you're there normally it's just this research facility uh that's still going on normally um but when you hit the crystal it becomes like a degraded abandoned place where there's a big giant monster hunting you down and trying to kill you uh so they, they have some fun chase stuff with that monster and boss fight mechanics with the crystal and stuff like that and uh, it feels very re- like that level feels very reminiscent to um, Titanfall Two. Yeah, uh, and it and it's uh, time changing level. It feels like like the mechanic in the whole game just kind of feels like that, but expanded. They they looked at Titanfall Two and were like, that should be in more games. Yeah, and and, and I they were right, I, and, <laughs> and they were right, and it's a lot. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, I don't think there's one single standout moment with it. It's just a solid mechanic to just. Shows off next gen gaming without it feeling a, like a gimmick, um, where levels can completely change in in, in without a, any form of loading screen whatsoever. Mm. Um, it's all already there, ready to go, because uh, of the SSD, and it makes me very excited to see where games could go in the future uh, with this new technology. Um, cool. will yeah. Get more stuff like this from games.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll keep that for now. Then we'll move on to uh, Loop Hero and the um, tile interactions. So this nice. is kind of what this game is like built around. Did I yeah. get a picture? Uh, yes, it did. <clears throat> so Loop Hero is a game where you kind of your character You're a hero on a loop. Yeah, your ca- character uh, idly walks around. These tiles, this this loop of like a dungeon, essentially. They're on a track,
2: basically. On a track,
0: yeah. And uh, you place down different tiles to uh, help them or place more enemies to get better upgrades and stuff like that. But the ways the tiles interact with each other is is really cool and not explicitly stated to you. So you have things like um, the cemeteries that connect to each other after you place them side by side. Or if you place a, uh, you know, one of the big first ones is if you, if you place a, a vampire mansion, by a village uh it turns the like after a certain amount of time it turns the vampire mansion into like something completely different that gives you more um i mean
2: it turns the village into something different yeah it turns yeah. the
0: village into like the worshipers of vampire or something but yeah like you've got tile interactions like that where you don't figure out what's going on until
2: the, you if i can cut in and kind <laughs> of like give a good example of this mechanic uh the the vampire mansions that i mentioned you can put that down next to a library and normally a vampire mansion means if you walk past that tile, you have to fight a vampire. And it's just a, it's a battle. You have to fight a guy. But if you put a vampire mansion next to a library, the vampire in the mansion becomes a wicked-ass, learned scholar vampire, and he invites you in to sit down with him and just have a conversation about the state of the world and, like, drops a bunch of knowledge on you and tells gives you a bunch of lore and stuff. And I feel like that's, like, a really good example yeah. of how the tiles interact in ways you're not necessarily ex- expecting.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of that. Like, they're, they're, You unlock a lot of tiles throughout the game. Dozens, um, dozens and yeah, dozens. And the way they interact with each other is, is, is very unique and very cool.
2: Uh, what do you think, Ty? Uh, I'm fine striking it. Okay. Uh, Kai, you didn't play this game? No, I didn't. Kay. So I, I'm going to... Abst- I'm okay striking it. I yeah. think it's going to get struck pretty soon if we leave I
0: it. I haven't hunter, beaten so. it. I think if I saw more of that, I might be more inclined to keep. But there's so. a lot of
2: cool stuff you can do with it that I've already found. We'll, we'll strike.
0: Yeah. And then we go on to the portals in Splitgate. Um,
2: um, they're portals.
0: Yeah, I can definitely strike this, but they just work really well. Like, it's just the first, like, I don't know how there hasn't been just an FPS with portals yet. Um, the, I think it's a more how good this game just plays on its own. That also contributes to how well the portals work. Like, this game feels, like, so good to play. It, everything it just clicks really well. It's just a very well-made shooter. But the portals add a lot of, of fun...
2: Um, wildness to it halo infinite wants to add a portal gun ability to the game i wouldn't be upset about that yeah Mm -hmm. you know you see (laughs) have fun um... explaining
0: that in the lore (laughs) (laughs) but yeah the the momentum you can gain from like they they set up some of the maps where like you fall for a distance and can place a portal below you and then use your momentum from the other portal to launch across the map and line up some crazy snipes that stuff is all Mm -hmm. very cool but. Every once
2: in a while, like you see someone duck behind cover and you just put a portal behind them and then yeah. look to your left and shoot them from behind yeah. themselves, it's like a, a cute moment every yeah, time. Yeah, shooting, shooting in people game. through portals is also great. But
0: yeah, at the end of the day, it's not mechanically very different. Like it's just.
2: It it's is what you expect portals. it to be. Yeah.
0: It works really well. It's just implemented very well. Yeah. Uh, and then one we missed for Forgotten City, which is Galerius, which <laughs> I really like if we were going to keep anything from Forgotten City. But well, I think we could strike it too. But basically. Glarious is a
2: character who we also also talked about for best character. But yeah, I don't want to spoil too much for Kai here, but... No, we'll, we'll just
0: say that... He's a bro. He, he's a cool guy, and uh, he just helps you in in games where you have to, like... Because it's a time loop game, right? And so uh, sometimes, like, for instance, in Deathloop, you'll have to go back and do things that you've already done, and it gets kind of tedious, and Glarious helps you not have to do those things anymore, which is... Yeah. <laughs> Which Basically, he's
2: just, you meet him, and immediately the vibe you get from him is, this is a friendly guy. He yeah, just, he just wants to out. help me out. And like so he, He's just a nice guy. Yeah. And that's true. He's, he truly is just a nice dude. And when you reset the loop, you can just co- go up to him and be like, look, I don't have do time to explain, stuff. but go do this for me because yeah. I know more than you. And yeah. he'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll go yeah. do that. And uh, he'll just go you know re- this, but, uh, replay sure, old I'll sections do of the game for you that yeah. you've already run through. And Yeah, <laughs> saves a lot of time, and they tie it into the story and the other things going on in the game really well. Like He's just a fun mechanic. Um, I also, I think that's the last one on our list and yeah. it looks like we're striking it. Um, but there is actually an honorable mention I wanted to throw out that yeah. from a game I have not even played, but, uh, yeah. there's a little, a game that, uh, you guys may or may not have heard too much about called Fantasian that came out in 2021 this year. Um, I, I,
1: I've heard the name. I don't know. Yeah.
2: It's a, it. it's an RPG, uh turn-based RPG made by one of the original Final Fantasy boys, Mr. Sakaguchi himself. And, uh, I just want to throw it out there cause it's, I think the first game that's eloquently handled, um, random encounters this well in just a straight up old school turn based RPG. Basically I heard some other people talking about this mechanic and I I went and looked into it. They call it the dimension system, which is a dumb final fantasy name. Basically that means while you're walking around the world, there's random encounters, just like old school final fantasy. But if you turn this, this thing on, uh, it starts storing up every random encounter battle that you find. And it just adds one to the list. And at any point, you can go and adventure about the world at at your own pace, and then you can go back to the town and do whatever you want, and then you can hit the the Dimension thing and start that queue of battles. And you can just sit down and grind out 20 battles that you've added up over time. And they, like, use interesting mechanics that are only in those random encounter battles in that system. Like, there's special power-ups that you can only pick up if you've been doing, like, oh, if you just cleared three battles in a row, like going forward now you get this buff or like oh you just did like 10 battles without taking damage like here's a cool item for for your trouble like but uh, honestly like the fact that it's 2021 and we're only now figuring out a, an eloquent solution to random encounters and yeah, turn-based rpgs sure. is kind of wild yeah that sounds that sounds cool yeah. sounds like a good way just to- a really simple really well executed way to circumvent a timeless frustrating mechanic yeah well We've got uh we've got eight on the list now. We got to get rid of three and then organize
0: these. So we so, read them all out and then yeah, start we'll, cutting we'll things. We'll read them all out and then we'll uh, figure out where we go from here. So we got blinking from before your eyes, we have the magic system from Wildermyth, we have the Act Three Boss Mechanics from Inscription, we have the magnets from It Takes Two, we have Going Unsighted from Unsighted, we have the Huddle Up from Guardians of the Galaxy, we have the abilities in Halo Infinite, and we have the purple crystal from Russian Clank. What can we cut? anyone want to i'm okay on... with cutting the
1: purple crystals I okay. am okay with ultimately cutting them For yeah as much as i love the mechanic it, it is a great mechanic and i wanted to give it its due but
2: yeah if you like everything else on this list more than that makes sense you're the you're the only one here that's actually played ratchet and clank on the beautiful the new ps5 you got so yeah, so it's so good <clears throat>
0: yum, 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 yum. all right so we got rid of one we got two left uh all right. Yeah, I guess, you know what? I can cut the unsighted. I think it is a really, really cool mechanic, but I haven't finished the game and I can't speak to, you know, how impactful it is. It sounds like it would be, but I think I'd rather pick stuff that we've all beaten and, you know,
2: seen so we can get rid of that. All and, right, and then um, I'll just go ahead and quickly cut blinking from before your eyes and so no one's <laughs> going to argue with me. Um, but in all seriousness, I, I'm if you guys uh, are okay with it, I am pretty okay cutting the magic system from Wildermith. Sure, I mean um, it, yeah, if you don't want to fight for it. It sounded very interesting, but it, it is very interesting and I'll say that like the game uses it in a really clever way, but in general the the turn-based battles in that game were not the most interesting part of it. By okay. far the more interesting thing is the story elements in the game and how it's all uh procedurally generated and randomized, but okay. Um the magic system like was really interesting and I thought it was very cool that you had to like use the environment to kind of decide what courses of action your mage could take, but at the end of the day, it was uh, not the not the most interesting mechanic I've seen in in any turn based RPG like that. So.
0: All right. Well, then we've got our five, and now we have to order yeah. things. Makes it simple. We all cut one, and then we just gotta reorganize. What are we? What are we? What are we thinking? Where is everyone at? Let's do. Let's do it again. What's our top, top th- three? Top three. Kai, do you want to start this time? Uh, top three. So
1: what are our top five now? So we what have are... blinking
0: from before your eyes late game boss mechanics inscription the magnets it takes to huddle up from guardians of the galaxy and the abilities from halo infinite uh
1: honestly my number one would probably be the inscription bosses i just inscription
0: it's, wins everything it's,
1: it's it's so creative yeah it's There's very good no other game has done this kind of stuff i'm like look, i'm actually making cards for people and they're making cards for me and Going through my files.
2: Yeah. God, it's, it's, Do you guys remember so what cool. the fourth one is? I remember the the web. I remember the files, and I remember the photographer. Oh, it's the build a boss. Yeah, the build a boss where you have to choose the mechanics. Yeah. Oh, route. I yeah. love the. That build-a-boss. was a good one too. Yeah, the they were little... all great then. You could yeah. even,
1: like the, your first one. You're you're gonna try to make like a really just easy boss, and then yeah. like fuck.
0: Well, <laughs> no, we haven't no, even you mentioned have the the, the the from the um the which one was it? The one that also has the. your steam friends are the ones you're fighting against oh yeah
1: yeah yeah that's the. i think that's the web one yeah i
2: think it's the web one yeah yeah, i'm I'm pretty sure you tried to kill me during that fight just so you know yeah Yeah, i was in a discord call with people who like were on the table
1: My first two friends cards they sent after me were my old supervisors at my old retail job. <laughs> <laughs> That's <pretty> <laughs> <long>. <laughs> and I was like,
3: "What the hell?" <laughs> uh,
1: okay. That, that was well, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, what were your other two? That's yeah. your number one guy. Then number two would probably be the huddle up mechanic because I I just love that mechanic. It's just so much fun. Um, the one that I would cut would be. Before, before your eyes blinking just because of how many times i had to recalibrate it, it just got very frustrating and I, if i was to you know mastercraft a blade but god damn those 15 times i still remember that yeah uh so i think that eliminates it for the top three and then what were the last two oh the magnets right the yeah. magnets the magnets be- and the and abilities, abilities from, halo. from halo uh yeah my i'll i put the abilities from halo at number four and the, the magnets,
2: magnets for three okay yeah tie Um, for myself uh, knowing that I haven't really touched much of Guardians of the Galaxy yet so the Huddle Up I don't have a lot of experience with Um, same with the Magnets actually so I'm going to put those two as my Honorable Mentions but I haven't really gotten to either of those but my order for the other three is going to be Inscription in first Halo in second and Before You Rise in third
0: okay I got got Inscription first because I think I think I'd fight more so for Before Your then? Eyes for Most Unique over Best Mechanic, just based on your... Like I said, it worked yeah. for me, but based on your
2: guys'... I kind of agree with that, actually. Like, just on basis of how unique it is and how interesting the mechanic is utilized, like do you kind of like it better than Halo's abilities. Right. Because at the end of the day, Halo's <clears throat> abilities are a grapple hook and a push and a shield, and they're all things you've seen in games before, but they're just executed really well.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's I, uncomfortable putting I
2: th- blinking before... Halo. okay
0: so we got those two and then it's yeah it's either gonna be it's either gonna be i think huddle up or
2: abilities from halo is uh <sighs> which is tough just conceptually uh, i, I d- find d- that the I'd guardians the abilities up. are more interesting mm-hmm. or the guardians like, huddle up is more interesting yeah I agree.
1: it's it's more unique to that game there's no other game i can think yeah. of that has the huddle up mechanic i agree whereas in halo like <clears> grappling <throat> hook is very four. titanfall 2 the drop shield is very halo three uh you know like yeah you've seen that stuff before you know
0: Mm -hmm. i agree so uh we've got our list worked out here we've got the inscription act three boss mechanics is number one blinking from before your eyes is number two the huddle up from guardians is number three abilities from halo and magnets from it takes two is honorable mentions okay i'm good with that good best mechanic out of the way done we are back with uh, most unique all right um, quickly run through the list of nominees here and we'll get through these now we've got uh, it takes two artful escape inscription chicory halo infinite unpacking the forgotten city wildermyth before your eyes returnal loop hero toem lemniscate Uncited, townscaper one step from eden genesis noir XO one Ring of Pain and Boyfriend Dungeon. <laughs> oh my God! Uh, this be a... some
1: of these can be cut.
0: Yes, this will be a quick, quicker uh, no, category. None of these, um, I'm okay with cutting. Let's no, no. just <clears throat> <clears throat> let's run through first and be very short in okay. what we're gonna say and cut what needs to be cut. So we'll just say if yeah. if if it's a game we want to keep, let's just say keep and move on. If it's a game we cut, then we cut it then. And, and all right,
2: well I think it takes two. The first game on the list is a keep.
0: do you think it's keep okay we'll keep that for now we'll move on to artful escape uh which i think is a cut i agree okay i haven't played it yeah i'll quickly mention it then uh yeah artful escape is is very pretty i think the most unique thing about it is it's art style um mechanically it's basically simon says so i just don't think from a gameplay standpoint it's i guess it's i guess it's unique but not in an interesting way you know it can't just be unique if it's not. So,
2: would you say that this is a game that could work just as well as just like a, a, some other type of visual medium, like not necessarily? You say the like only gameplay mechanic I mean, as Simon says. Would it be better if this was just a show with a beautiful art style like this? Or? I,
0: I think no. I I still enjoyed playing it, but I as someone who wanted some just more gameplay depth, uh, I I, was, I also really like walking simulators in games like sure. this. But um, I think if you're gonna have a guitar, I think it should have been implemented more. Interestingly, than just mashing the buttons and then doing literally Simon says to what they were, uh, what the inputs are. Fair. But, but yeah, we'll cut it. Um, and then we, we buy have our full inscription, keep. Yeah, that's not. We don't <laughs> have to talk about Fuck. that. If, if we cut that, I would actually kill you, dude. <laughs> yeah. Chicory. None of us played it, so I say cut. Cut. That's sad to hear, but I know. yeah, cut. But we can't. We just can't reasonably argue for a game. No, of course everything. not. Yeah.
2: Makes it's chicory.
0: <laughs> I we all me and I really want to play it. <laughs> I'll but, be playing it soon. But yeah, and it does seem unique, like the painting mechanic and everything, and you know talking about mental health. But uh, Halo Infinite, I vote cut. Yeah, we could cut that. Agreed. I just love
2: the game. Okay. I just love the game. It's I a wonderful cut. game. It doesn't do anything especially it's unique Halo. for me. Yeah. Unpacking, I vote keep. I agree. I vote keep. Mm-hmm.
3: <clears throat>
1: okay. I haven't played, so I just said. Mm-hmm. Forgotten oh, yes. City.
0: Keep, potentially cut. Let's keep it for now. Yeah, but it's a D it one. Wilder Myth. It's a...
2: sure. I'm trying to think. What... Like, what would you guys say is the game that you've played that gets you to the closest to the D and D experience? Uh... Anything jump to mind? Because that's what this is. At the end of the day, like Wilder is a single player version of D and D where a Divinity. stranger narrates at you. It does it better than Divinity. Okay, that's for sure. Wasteland Three. It definitely does it better than Wasteland 3. <laughs> it's not a CRPG, to be clear about what Wildermyth is. It, like, is straight up just, like, there's a narrator and text on the screen explaining what happens, and then you decide what decision to make. Right. Yeah, if you, what do you think? Like, we can keep it for now. Nah, we can cut it. Okay. <laughs> I just love this game.
0: Before your eyes, keep. That's unique. Yeah, it's oh, certainly unique. You now. can't
2: argue against that.
0: Returnal. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'd say it's
1: unique enough for a keep for now. Okay, It it is a unique game.
2: Okay. Loop Hero. Cut. Yeah. It's definitely unique. It's definitely unique, but is it the most unique? Yeah. Is it the host with the most? Yeah, we can cut it. Loop Hero's
0: good. Play it. It's, It's like an idle game that's got more going on you have to actually pay attention
2: but yeah it's kind of weird in that it's an idle game that you have to pay attention to every once in a while but as if you have two monitors and you play loop Hero on one and do something else on either like watch a video or talk to your friends or do whatever like it's a great game for that yeah
0: yeah you have to be engaged with it but not so much where you can't listen to other things especially
2: if you've played other rpg games before like you can half pay attention to this and do great tell them another game that we can't really talk about it's definitely unique it's like a photography game with a really good art style it is unique, but I will also say I've seen similar art styles before, and I'll also say that I've seen photography, photography games. games before. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Lemnis Gates. Yeah,
0: I'd say keep yeah, Lemnis yeah. yeah. It is very unique. I think I agree with that. Um, <clears throat> unsighted, I'd say this is a strike. It, it, the, I'm glad I talked about the unsighted mechanic, but other than that, it's just a. It plays like a really good Metroidvania, and there's not much.
2: You said it's top down though, right? Like it's more well, like, it, it's like it's like
0: a, it's like Zelda, two or like. Yeah. I'm trying to think what other metroids would be. Zelda like is like 80, how it's usually 80s heard it described, sort of. <clears throat> um, but yeah, goodbye. <laughs> uh, Townscaper, I fucking love this game. Y'all, y'all should play this. It's I've on seen Games I've, Pass. I watched a little bit of Townscaper. I would like to keep it for most unique. It's basically Kai. Have you seen anything about this? No. Nope. It's basically Nothing. a game where you it's so hard to explain you you it's just like empty water and all you can do is place single one by one tiles that are uh like buildings so a little mm-hmm. house spawns when you click click the tile uh and you can change the colors of all the houses but when you add like you can very um very fluidly add to the the house that you just built like another one block and then it turns it into like a long house or you can like stack on top of it to turn it into a tower and you're just building a town um but it kind of works like loop hero in a way where when you do certain implementations of those tiles it turns the buildings into something different so if you like do a square of tiles that are empty in the middle like it's not filled in it turns it into a garden in the middle or if you do like a tower big enough with uh something protruding from the front it turns it into a lighthouse and so you start turning these buildings into different things but it just is like It's definitely just like a time waster game, but it just feels really good to build this little town. Um, It's overwhelmingly positive for a reason, because if you just jam it for like 20 minutes, you're like, I get it. This is like just fun to screw around with. And it's definitely unique. I don't know. I want to keep it for now. I don't know if it stays because it's not really a full game. It feels more like a, how do you say it? Like a a really good demo or a really good, like, concept or something.
2: It definitely feels like a really good, like, demo game. Yeah,
0: like, hey, if this was implemented into, like, an Age of Empires or, like, something of that ilk, that would be sick. But we'll keep it for now, and then
2: we we, would be sick. Yeah.
0: One Step from Eden, again, I I think it's unique, but only because there hasn't been games like Mega Man. uh, What's the game that it's based on? You know, where you... Have you seen One Step from Eden at all? A little bit, but it's based on an offshoot of Mega Man. Um, okay, where you are on like these tiles and you move your character around. Um, but again, we haven't played it, so we could strike <laughs> that. Oh, I, I just you played to... it from how much. No, long. I just wanted to at least mention games that like seemed u- unique, you know. Fair. And we're grinding through this list very quickly, so this is fine. Yeah. Uh, Genesis Noir. Which none of us played, but we've seen it. Uh it's the game it's just got a really striking art style. That's it's like a yeah. detective noir game. But but also like the combination of being noir and talking about the Big Bang Theory and being in space is really cool. Um but it's a point and click game. So from gameplay wise, it's a simple point and click good, game. Yeah. game story wise and looks is where the art is, you is mean, what you're here just, for, yeah.
2: really. Like in a point-and-click game like this, like you're just <clears throat> clicking along to see what happens yeah. next, basically. Again, worth
0: noting, we might have argued for this if we had played it, but we haven't, so let's yeah, just of course. Uh, X01, a game I have played. Um, I don't think I got a picture for this one, so... Oh, I did. Um, I watched you play a bit of it. Yeah, me I mean, David, we definitely had some fun moments, but it's essentially a game where you play like a, a little... A marble? A marble, but you're not a marble. You're like a spaceship, but the way... <laughs> Kai, have you seen anything about this? so the way this game works is it's three it's 3d world where you play this little spaceship that's just shaped like a ball and if you hit the left trigger you increase the gravity of the ship so you like uh shoot down really quickly and you're trying Mm. to what's that mobile game where you like uh oh tiny wings is it called tiny wings the one that i'm talking about i think so where it's like where you you want to hit the slopes at the right trajectory so that you like go like that and shoot up really yeah. fast, you know what I'm talking about? But it's just yeah. done in a way that it feels really satisfying to do. And there's not a lot of games like it, but yeah, we can get rid of it. Yeah, we can strike. Uh, ring of Pain. I really this is this was close to my top ten for the year, but it didn't quite make it. It is a roguelike where uh, the cards that you're facing are in a ring and you have to figure out the best way to beat them to advance the, the ring in the right way without running into shit that's going to be really hard to deal with. Yeah. Uh, this game really
2: interests me. It's so cool. It uh, is very cool.
0: I, Yeah. It is very unique, but judging by what
2: we have on this list. I'll, yeah, it definitely doesn't add to most unique. Yeah. I, I say it's 100% a okay. cut. At the end of the day, it's a deck builder roguelike. and I've, yes. I've played a yes. few of those before had uh, see Inscription at the top of all of yeah. our awards this year. <laughs> um, but it is a cool game. Yeah. I will say. Ring of and, Pain. definitely check it out especially since it's on game pass yeah it is on game pass and it it
0: at least you know uh it's worth noting that there it's 2021 a lot of these games aren't going to be completely unique if it at least adds a unique uh, mechanic or unique structure to something that already exists that's good enough but i just don't think tiny wings yeah it is tiny wings ty was right um but uh ring of pain um it i just don't think it holds with the rest of this stuff but it is at least a unique roguelike uh and then we've got the last one on here boyfriend dungeon which, uh, me and Ty have played, like, a couple hours of. Um, I played, like,
2: half the game, and then my, my yeah, partner I who I was thing. playing it with, like, went and finished it without me. So, <laughs> felt a little left out on that one. And they're no but longer partners. Great, <laughs> great game. <laughs> just- um, honestly, the, uh, the, this is a very Hades-like game, Kai. If yeah. you, uh. If you haven't seen anything about it, but it's definitely like the cheaper version of yes. Hades. It's like Hades without all of the super giant games yeah. money. Beats here. Hades.
0: Mm-hmm. Um the gameplay is the weakest yeah.
2: part in my opinion. But the unique aspect comes from like it's a, it blends two genres. Uh, for the like. for the gameplay's defense, uh it gets a little better as the game okay. gets on. The enemy variety gets a little better. Okay. Um they start incorporating enough projectile enemies that it starts feeling a little bullet helly at times uh and the the differences between which sword you're dating and what that so you date the swords kai and you like to date them to level them up you yeah. date the swords because yeah. in this world there's just sword people they can yeah. transform into weapons well, and they can transform back into people and that's all they that's, that's what they well
1: are. now that you said this yeah you should check it out <laughs> like, but you date the swords and it
2: levels them up and they actually do have some pretty interesting like unique fun mechanics to them uh on the art we used here, the middle girl was the one I spent the most time with out of these three. And she's like a rogue-type dagger that gives you a bunch of, like, dodging and invisibility mechanics and, like, backstab critical hits if you get behind enemies. Like, it's, it's classic roguelike stuff. It's fun. Yeah, That's I, so fun.
0: I really like that, you know, the more you progress the relationships with these people, it adds abilities to your gameplay. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's Yeah, the uniqueness is taking two existing genres and mashing them together really well. Uh, But do you want to keep it, or do you want to start? No, I don't really want to keep
2: it. Uh, I think Hades does everything this game does but better. Yeah, I agree. Because,
0: yeah, I guess, actually, that's a really fair point. Hades is kind of like a dating sim as well. Yeah. Less so, this game is, like, an actual straight-up dating sim. But Hades has the element of, like character development and you do go on dates with people in that game so yeah i guess that i guess that's a good reason to strike a i'll also well, I mean, say
2: like th- this game's dating sim mechanics do boil down to a, a tried and true gift giving gift giving yeah. mechanic which is basically oh, just so like you you craft ladies, gifts and ladies, yeah. <laughs> and you give the correct gift to the correct person but yeah it's uh
1: oh at least you have to think about it a little bit you do have yeah, to think so. about it a little bit more there's here's there's a vector. lot of
2: gifts that oh, would be kind of okay for everyone and mm-hmm. they like aren't necessarily like one person's shtick and uh Yeah, I don't you know. It was a good game, but all right, we we did a good job in narrowing that down though. We're down to the last one. Two, one.
0: Three, four, five, six, seven, eight again. So we've got to cut three here. Uh should before we do the top three thing, let's see if there's anything that sticks out to us that we could get rid of here. That we could get rid of for um, most units. I I am fine with I'm fine that Townscater skipper made it this far. We can get rid of it. Like I said, if it, if it was more of a full game that the you didn't want to play, just half an hour of. Like, I've probably put an hour into that game. Like, if it was more than that, I think it could could stick, but we'll get rid of Townscaper here. Uh, does anyone else have any input?
2: Um, Hmm. Out of these, Kai, for your reference, the remaining list is It Takes Two, Inscription, Unpacking, The Forgotten City, Before Your Eyes, Returnal, and Lemniscate. Honestly, for as much as I think the
1: roguelike elements are pretty unique, and I think it does time loop stuff much better than loop have you beat returnal uh, and, 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 yeah it's going to be returnal uh yeah. no i have not beat returnal okay it gets it gets very difficult
2: yeah i've heard the difficulty gets insane at some I'm point point uh, really... yeah i'm really excited that's like what i'm stoked for mm-hmm. um
1: and yeah, i'll definitely go back and like play through the whole thing at some point yeah um but the way it delivers its story is unique i mm-hmm. really like the curse debuffs that they provide you a buff but then you might also get a debuff and you don't know what that debuff's going to be uh i i just i really like the the roguelike elements of the game but uh, i'm i'm good striking you know,
0: cool because, I mean, so we got I'm six gonna left put
1: that versus inscription
3: yeah
1: yeah fair i
0: enough. okay here's i gotta throw throw some out here for you guys uh i think that the ones that i would think we could strike here are lemnis gates it takes two or forgot uh, yeah i'd say one of those two maybe forgotten city i think un, i think personally unpacking before your eyes and inscription are hot
2: between, it takes to Lemnos Gate and Forgotten City. You want to cut one? I think so. But if you, unless you guys think one of the ones I didn't mention, I think between those three, Forgotten City is safe, and it's it takes two or Lemnos Gate gets cut. Yeah, first.
0: I think I think I lean towards Lemnos Gate because. It is very unique, but there was also five time looping games that came out this year, so it feels less unique in this (laughs) year. But it's the
2: only multiplayer one on the list. It's true. It's true, and Um, that but also
1: but also it takes two is a multiplayer game as well. But it takes true,
2: yeah. I I think that but it takes two isn't a time looping multiplayer game. Yeah, I
0: it's 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 tough. I've never
2: played a first person shooter that was single player or turn based before. Yeah, like, I a mean, multiplayer like, first-person yeah, shooter that was me, strictly single-player or or two-player. I guess you can do co-op. You're making but, me think Gages. But
0: I mean, same same. Same. I
1: mean, also like it takes two. I haven't played a game with like that many varied mechanics in a long I, time, at least. Yeah, yeah. Just true. That well each time and actually have each one nail.
2: Yeah, you guys told me I'm I'm like probably about halfway through the game right now in the clock section and like, that's very exciting for yeah. me <laughs> there's yeah. going to be that many more like, fun there's mechanics
1: not, there's there's not one mechanic in the game where you're like oh this you're not one like oh this one's the board the absolute boring one. yeah like, there's nothing to this mechanic i mean you no kind of know that right from the
2: start see, like the the hammer yeah. and nail are a good enough opening that yep, yeah. like if this is what a hammer and nail are what how crazy are we gonna get with this i think yeah. that yeah that one's the basic ones yeah
0: i think that um i think that uh, a way out brings this down for most unique a little bit for me just because i would fight for it more I, I, and again i kind of completely fine
1: with, different games yeah, yeah i don't yeah, think they have any the the thing they have in common like
0: in their uniqueness too. is forced co-op with the spleen screen splitting stuff like we've right. seen that we've seen the setup to the game before they're yeah. completely different mechanically but um but a way, way out was, of how they work as also, games
1: a, it takes two is also doing it as a 3d platform yeah here's a way out is doing it as quick time yes
0: but i'm saying if if a way out didn't exist it it would add to it takes two's uniqueness because i would have Mm -hmm. never seen a forced co-op game with like that kind of okay but let me
2: explain it to you this way you don't care especially too much about the stories of either game do you no but a way out's gameplay doesn't have anything to it that works with that story there's nothing going on there, gameplay or story-wise so the game fails yeah. A way out is was not that good. I don't think anybody really loved it no. critically or among friends. But um, oh, it takes two. it's so different. Like it, every single gameplay mechanic is like fun and interesting to go through, and you're having a blast with each new to- toy that the game is handing you. Whereas a way out was like, yeah, I completely agree. I've just kind of <laughs> also, around. and you didn't care about the story too much. No. So I know, but I also
0: like you said with Lemniskate, it's just like implementing a time loop where it's turn-based like for me it's just yeah it's a combination of so many unique things like doing a turn-based time here. loop yeah it's it, this is probably gonna be the hardest one i, honestly, <laughs> I think ties the deciding vote here i think cause... it takes two gets cut okay okay that's my vote that's yep. fine um and then i'll read them off for you kai here so we got inscription unpacking forgotten city before your eyes lemniscate so let's go to our top three again uh, and i'll start this time uh, for me, before your eyes is one. Uh, unpacking is two, and mm, uh, yeah, unpacking is two. Inscription three. That's my list, and then the other two are on, honorable mentions. Uh, Ty, do you want to go? No, Kai, go first. Okay, Kai. You oh. do you want me to read I know, again?
1: know, very very confusing. We have very similar names. Yes. <laughs> um, no, I, for number one, I'm probably gonna pick uh, Inscription as the most unique game I played this played this year. Then before your eyes, and then by default Lemnis Gate, because I haven't played Oh nice. no, so, right, I haven't you haven't played Unpacking. What happened to me last time, so I, yeah, yeah, you get so, to deal with it this time. Yeah, I mean I, I like <laughs> Lemnis Gate and it's unique for sure, so I don't mind it having being upper. It's not a bad choice at all.
2: Um tie. Okay. I think my order is inscription, then forgotten city, then unpacking.
0: Okay, I think you guys are insane if you don't pick Before Your Eyes as number one. Inscription, okay. it let me let me give my debate here. Just listen. Uh, I love Inscription. It's quickly becoming yeah, it's in your top. It's route. even it's even yeah, it, but it, I, I've even fell in love with it even more with the mod and joining the community and stuff. But it is a card. It's a deck building game. Before Your Eyes is built literally like nothing i've ever seen before like it is just not a game that you can compare to anything else whereas inscription has a lot of unique stuff it does in a, the deck building genre but i've ne- and that's why i put unpacking ahead too i've never seen a game like unpacking where you mm-hmm. just unpack shit but it works really well and like i think we have to also consider the the category here where it's like i think inscription is gonna get its due in game of the year and everything as well but for both <clears throat> most, most unique i just think before your eyes and is the most
2: unique game. I'll say case. for Inscriptions Defense, the ARG elements, as That's like true, cringy as the story of it, kind of is. Like, it is a little bit cringy, I think, in my yeah. opinion. But it's also very fun and enjoyable. And clicking through those videos is like one of my fondest memories in the game the first time yeah. I like go through that it. That does add
0: a lot to it too. You Like,
2: uh, I think that is a,
0: good fair point I think that the ARG like seeing something like Doki Doki brings it down a little bit but also I've never seen like a live webcam thing like that like Doki Doki has like breaking the fourth wall
2: things but it doesn't have like there's definitely similar concepts out there but similar but but, hard cutting to live action camera footage and then back to gameplay was definitely shocking and
0: not something that you see in every other game but, uh, but yeah, that's my argument before your eyes. If it doesn't win, I, I, I won't be satisfied, but I'll, I'll I'll concede. But I just think that if we're talking as a, the category goes, I think it's just more unique. I, I guess for me, like, when it comes to before your eyes,
1: like, I would be more uh, accepting of putting it at number one if it worked as well as it did for you, Chase. Like, yeah. For me, having to recalibrate something 17 But that doesn't really contribute to the... That that makes sense for the
0: best mechanic, but it doesn't really contribute to its uniqueness if it works or not. I don't know. know,
1: Then I I guess the best way to put it is that just... I'm not saying it's not unique. It's just it didn't have as... The mechanic itself didn't have as much of an impact with me because it didn't work like a good
2: 30 to 40% of the time. To be fair, like, what Before Your Eyes is at the end of the day, if you kind of look past... The blinking side of it is another point and click game with pretty art. Like we as we yeah. talked about with Genesis Noir. I, I guess. Not in really it, though. You're not No, not because of the blinking side yeah. of it, it's different. But in the same like way it, that you're writing off the deck building side of inscription, like yeah, you're you always could write off the, the blinking I guess. side of
0: I, I, yes, it's just to what degree it, yeah, where exactly. I find the the and again, I think inscription is incredibly unique, but but also,
1: like, how many games have you played that went from a roguelike deck-building game to a Pokemon deck-building game? Yes, I, I mean, mean, zero in that
2: specific order, but style. I've <laughs> played those three types of deck-building games before. To,
0: to be fair, as well, they are all deck-building games. It didn't, like, change completely to a different game, which would have been, you know, incredibly hard to do. But they are three deck-building games side-by-side, and the Act 1 and 3, as much as I love th- those a lot, it's the same you know, you're in a room. You move back from the table and solve puzzles. It's it's very similar, but yeah, I don't know. I gave my piece. If you guys don't think Before Eyes beats it, then we put Inscription at one. Um, and then we'll, what do we do for two and three then? Because Before Your Eyes is at least a number two for me. Like,
1: not not this and that at all. I just think, I just think Inscription just had the bigger impact with me. Yeah, honest, in fair. terms of like the actual mechanic.
2: Um, this is a tough one for me. I'm
0: struggling over tough, here. <laughs> okay, so I, I guess we can at least say Lemnisk Gate and Forgotten City are 4 and 5, right? Okay. Yeah. Is that okay? The honorable mentions? Yeah.
2: Can we add a third honorable mention for Echoes of the Eye? Oh, absolutely. It's a DLC. <laughs> at the end of the day, absolutely. I don't like calling it the most unique game of all time, but honorable mention for Echoes of the Eye. I'll just put it in brackets. <laughs> I
0: think it works. So, okay. I think we're... Uh... Okay, so, so what do we want for um i'll move this What what do we want for uh, okay so i guess inscription before your eyes and packing i yeah, don't know i'm, I'm kind I'm of moving okay around on before your eyes let's go i'm thinking about it <laughs> i mean it's up, it's up to you i'm guys, meditating but... on it <clears throat> yeah again this is not a car- category where we're super passionate about but i think if i'm just gonna argue my point i think before your eyes if it's gonna win anything because i know it's gonna you know because of how um how it was for everybody. For everybody, game yeah. of the year, it'll probably be a lot lower. But I think. <laughs> but to
2: be fair, like Lemniscate or not Lemniscate. Sorry, um, Inscription was also pretty poor for a lot of people. Nobody in this group. But yeah, know, I've all heard the a lot. We
0: listen to people are like yeah, yeah, bounced
2: off. A lot of people who bounced
0: right off of it. But it, and and not that this matters inscription can win at everything but it would be nice to have some diversity. That's not really an argument but I just <laughs> <laughs> out. All right, we on that need, note it has to go to before your eyes. We need people. diversity.
3: We need clicks. We need we need,
0: <laughs> we need, we need <laughs>
2: controversy. This is the Inscription <laughs> Podcast now. We, we... <laughs> Tune in next week for our guest Daniel Mullins <laughs> where he talks about his new game. Um, yeah. He okay. Better sponsor the podcast. At the end of the day, <laughs> Ty, you gotta pull the. Uh, yeah, know, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm actually gonna put before your eyes in first. Okay. <clears> unpacking <throat> three. Fair enough. Fair enough. And yeah, unpacking. Are you guys three? okay? Was yeah. I
0: packing three? Kai, I know you didn't play it. Yeah, I didn't play it, so I kind of abstained
1: from that vote. But I'm fine with it. But the game.
2: only other game he played on this list like, is Limnescate, like, right? And yeah, like remaining and I'm,
1: on the list. I'm, I, th- again, this is just not a category I'm super passionate about. Yeah, yeah.
0: This it's year. it's just cool to see. It's just more for uh us to remind ourselves how fucking unique like i don't know 2021 was definitely a hit for big games but seeing how different these games are from each other on this list is cool to, to you know get excited for the next year
1: Well, i mean i i think what this goes to show is that i i actually think it's the opposite for the triple a games that most of them are just kind of blending into the background now at this point like yeah
0: you're going to put Far Cry 6 on the most unique list? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> But Ew. it's also it's also kind of exciting to see the, like Inscription is an indie game and to see the quality of that game and mm-hmm. how unique it is. Like hopefully uh, indie games just get bigger budgets and can make AAA quality games and have super
2: unique ideas. But,
1: yeah, because I think that's the best. I mean, you're already seeing that with
2: go. groups like, like companies like Devolver and like Annapurna, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. putting out such high quality indie games yeah. and putting and in gotcha so much games. funding. Yeah, and go, gotcha, yeah. With uh, Deep Rock, Deep Rock feels like a AAA game. Yeah, agree. yeah, and it's,
1: like it, it feels that good.
2: I just mean those two publishers put out like a lot of consistently really they high do. quality indie games, like every and consistently year. unique as well. And consistently unique, like they're just giving anybody with a great pitch a a, a fu- the yeah. funding to make a great game, and that's amazing.
0: Okay. So, most unique, we have Before Your Eyes First, Inscription Second, Unpacking Third, Forgotten City, and Lemniscate as Honorable Mentions, and Echoes of the Eye as an Honorable, Honorable Mention. Don't
2: blink, or you'll miss our game of the year coming up next.
0: <laughs>
1: hey! Wow! It's not, it's not working! <laughs> it was the most unique because the game made me go like this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. We are on to our Game of the Year. The Game with Love Game of the Year. Games of the Year. Um, So we'll quickly run through this list and get down to a top five. So we have Halo Infinite, Resident Evil 8, Ratchet & Clank, Guardians of the Galaxy, Inscription, Before Your Eyes, Wildermyth, Gate, GTFO, Deathloop, Back for Blood, Far Cry 6, Returnal, Loop Hero, Sable, It Takes Two, Valheim, Metroid Dread, Artful Escape, Echoes of the Eye, The Forgotten City, Death's Door, Unpacking, Backbone, Ring of Pain, Knockout City, and Grifflands. I think that I was every game is... that came out this year. <laughs> well, I, I just wanted to add like every game we played this year, you know, just to or at least ones that we want to mention. But yeah, again, we, can, we can cut we can cut Far Cry Six. Okay, right, we'll cut that right I also, now. I, know, <laughs> yeah, <that's fair. laughs> I also am hearing this I'm list and thinking
2: this game. is going to get a little heated soon. It could, and I, and I it liked it, could. <laughs>
1: but Far Cry Six
0: is getting cut. That's, I, and that's as someone who likes. Let's it. cut back for Blood as well. Yeah. Really oh yeah. Oh my
1: god uh Gross. yeah let's
0: let, okay let's go through and cut some stuff okay um
2: we don't even have to start at the top because we're gonna keep well halo. i want to start from the top okay. does halo stay in the game of the year discussion 2020 well
1: sh- should we do like what we're thinking <laughs> should hit the top five right now because of how many games are in we'll this just
2: category? say we'll just say uh, i think it's faster no. to add and mention things that get cut because yeah i i would personally say
1: like in terms of like the shooters that came out this year it's by far the best one. I, I think, think
0: Halo Infinite over Deathloop any day. I think yeah. we keep it for now. All I right. I think we keep it for now. Uh, Resident Evil Eight. I think we keep for sure for now. Yep. Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank. Oh. Remember, it's only top I five, so it's top. gonna be tough. Because, but if you, if, if you, yeah. I think, I think if it's not hitting your own personal top three, that you should just cut it. Yeah. Is Fair. the way I'm thinking about it.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm. And I'm. Kai, I'm you're the only one here who's played it. You're willing to cut it. I'm. I'm willing to cut it. Okay. It. It is a great game, and I wouldn't blame someone for having it being their game of the year. But yeah. In terms of when, when you just said my top three, I just thought of three other games. I'm yeah. Like, exactly.
0: Yeah, okay. yeah. Again, this is our personal list. Um. Um. Guardians of the Galaxy, I vote to keep for now. It's not in oh, my yeah. top five, but it's in my top ten. So. It's worth yep. keeping for
2: now. Oh, so we have to cut games from our top five, but you only have to cut <laughs> games from your top ten. In my I top twenty are is.
0: staying on this list. Oh, okay, cool. Inscription, we can get rid of that. No one liked that yeah, game. Yeah, no one liked that. Yeah, game. no it fuck fucking. It's too weird. It too, edgy. <laughs> too too weird. Before your eyes, would keep. That's my that's my number two. So I'd like to keep it for now. Um, I mean. Okay. I don't know if I put it in the top three, but... Again, we'll we'll get there. Boulder but... Myth is
2: next and it can get cut from the game okay. of the year talk. It's, not, it's not in it's not in my top three. Lemnus gate can get cut. Lemnus gate can also It's get in my cut.
0: top ten. I really enjoyed that game. I but, played the crap out of it, but it's not yeah, it can get cut. It's a fun shooter. GTFO but... can get cut.
3: Okay.
1: I hope we play more
0: of that all together, yeah. honestly. But, I'm deaf, but I want um, to. So. Deathloop, work on that guy.
1: Oh cut. Cut cut cut. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I did not like, <laughs> like Deathloop yet. very much. <laughs> it's honestly uh, the more time goes on, the more I dislike it.
0: I, I was gonna say for me, it, I don't. Uh, the more time goes on, I, I don't dislike it, but I forget about it. Like it's very yep. forgettable to me.
1: And I guess I guess I don't like forgettable games more. Yeah, than yeah, hundred really percent. I guess I get
0: that. Yeah, Returnal.
1: Um, we can cut. Okay, it, it's a really fun game, but and again, I wouldn't even blame someone for putting it as yeah, the
0: of the year, yeah. These are all like a lot of these are gonna be some people's favorite. Uh, Loop Hero. Cut.
2: Lupira can get cut.
0: Sable? That's my number four.
2: Sable? I might want to keep. Let's okay, keep it, we'll for it for now. It takes keep two. It for now,
0: though. I think that's my number five or six. Where I want
1: to. I cut? almost want to keep it yeah. for now.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cool. Valheim. Sorry, Caleb. You're not here, so we're getting rid of Valheim. No.
2: Sorry, Caleb. No cut. <laughs> Metroid Dread?
0: <laughs> Ty, you've played it.
2: Metroid Dread's in my top five.
0: Okay. We'll keep it for now. We're, get, we're cutting cut. the list down pretty fast pretty quickly so
2: it's number five Good. but it's in my top five yeah,
0: we'll keep it for now and then we can just at least talk about it a little bit our full escape that's a cut I didn't make my top ten echoes of the eyes my number one this is where things are gonna get tricky because it's my number one game by like like <laughs> and you can't spoil it for me i know <laughs> i can't spoil it for ty either yeah but but we'll keep it for now the because
2: the difference between Kai and I is that i've played outer wilds to completion yeah. the original game and
0: we'll keep it for now because at least even if it makes honorable mention without talking about it i'd be happy about it because it's my number one but let's yeah, just keep okay. it for again now. I, I, after after I games like club
2: games it's basically right up next <clears throat> Good. cool um so um forgotten city forgotten city can get cut it did not actually come out i mean it did come out this year but it was a skyrim mod from like 2000 again in my top 10 but near the top of the from top like skin. the year 2000 dust store Death store <laughs> was a great game but i don't think it deserves a game of the year not okay. <clears throat> unpacking unpacking was a great game but i don't think it yep. deserves a game of the year <laughs> <laughs> <Deja vu>. backbone <laughs> Backbone was a good game, but
0: I don't think it deserves Game of the Year. We get rid of that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ring I'm of Cutting pa- things real quick.
0: <laughs> Ring of Pain was close to my top ten. It was like around the in the ten to fifteen range, but yeah, uh, it's not going to compete with the rest of these. Hey. Knockout City, what what are you doing? <laughs> it was fun, but it
1: doesn't belong on this list. <laughs> uh, Did not nominate that one. <laughs> Griflands, I
0: am looking forward to finishing. I beat the first uh, character, but I didn't. I don't consider for myself that I've beaten the game yet without playing the other two characters especially because i really want to play the the drunk character because i think mechanically it sounds interesting but but uh, yeah we can cut that and yeah we've gotten this list down down pretty quickly so we're we're down to one two three four five six seven eight nine so yeah and then it's gonna start to get get tricky here um Mm -hmm. do we want to do let's see because we got nine here uh let's Let's go. Let's do. Which of
2: these have only one of us played? Metroid Dread is the one I've only yeah. I've played. Echoes of the Eye only Chase has played. Yeah, you haven't played that much. Uh, I think that's
0: it, right? We've all played It Takes Two.
2: You haven't beaten it yet.
0: Oh, Kai hasn't played Sable, but we've I played, played Sable. Sable but, but there's two of us that have played yeah. Sable.
2: Okay, so there's only those two. So I'm <laughs> fine with Metroid Dread getting pushed down into honorable mentions. Uh, Wait, but. Not cut? We can cut it. Okay, okay. But, yeah, I mean... Yeah, no. Yeah, you were the saying... fact it made it... The they're all it honorable mentions far. now. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Metroid Dread I had some issues with, but at the end of the day, it was a really solid, like, sci-fi 2D action platformer, and A, we don't get enough of those that are of that high budget and quality, and B, it, was, it feels very designed in my eyes to be, like, an intro point for... For new fans of Metroid, for people to jump into the series here and then go back and probably end up playing the remasters of the the Metroid <laughs> Prime games and well, the last game was Other M, right? Yeah, it's been a long time, man. That was like what ten years ago? Yeah, Jesus, Holy Um that's fuck. a <laughs> the Metroid fans have been thirsty, but um, people they seem to genuinely love it too. Like again, yeah, it was a really fun game. There were some specific stuff in there that I didn't jive with, especially like the Emmys and like some of the map traversal stuff, but other things in there i absolutely love like the the flying mechanic and all the boss fights the pairing was really satisfying every single time it's just it a does really look, it's it a really fun game
0: from the trailers but yeah we can cut it okay metroid's off so <clears throat> now we, we're getting close to uh you know this is it's gonna get, get get a little tougher here um let's go
2: through all our top three again so we can s- sort of start figuring this out well we each started once so does anyone want to volunteer to give up their top three first I get, get torn do. to shreds. I can do it. Echoes of the oh, eye. Go for it, Chase. Before your eyes.
0: Um and where inscription. Those are my top three of the year. Okay. They're all on this list, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> <clears throat> uh Kai or tai? Uh well, I'll go. Okay. Uh, okay. for me the top three
1: would be my number one. And uh yeah, I'm glad to say it. It's inscription. Uh it's my game of the year. I absolutely love it. It's fucking phenomenal uh my runner up would be it takes two and my third one up would be halo infinite i fucking love halo infinite okay Um, and i would and i'm more than fine putting that in my third place i had so much fun with that game
2: okay ty it's difficult but i think i'm gonna have to go with inscription followed by followed by before your eyes Followed by Resident Evil, maybe. Okay, I like. I like. Yeah, Re, that's the thing. Resident Evil is a sleeper sleeper hit. Resident Evil is a so very good, good game. damn good game. And I think out of good. this list, it's definitely the game on here with the most general appeal. Maybe Halo. Oh, yeah. Maybe Halo. But like those those two are the top two that fight for it. So yeah, but
1: I I like Halo Infinite more than RE eight from. I don't know.
0: It's a tricky uh, story perspective. Tricky story and atmosphere perspective.
1: Oh, it is re eight like by far. But like as a function, like as an action game, it's gonna go to Halo Infinite for
0: me. Well, at least um, we can get rid of Sable. Yeah, I think we l- can love cut that Sable. game. That's I know you fair. do too, Ty. But yeah, we didn't mention really it, good. so it's got to go. Um, yeah. So that helps us out a little bit. Now we're getting close to one, two, three, four, seven. five, six, seven. We so we cut need two, two more, more from this to be list. Cut. This is, this is, yeah, this is where it gets cut. I, I, although I think like Inscription is absolutely okay. a lock for top three. No I question, think if not at number one.
2: I think your point earlier, yeah, Inscription is a lock for top three. I think that's fair. I think yeah. your point that Echoes of the Eye can get pushed into an honorable mention, like top, like fourth, fourth or fifth place is fair, considering it's a DLC expansion to a game that came out not this year oh no, but it's my favorite game of the year. Like, it, great. Calling,
0: it a, calling it a DLC is just not doing it
2: justice. It is a whole experience. It's true. Like, it's a whole experience, but it is also an expansion to a pre-existing game. But so
1: game. are DLCs. DLCs are, like, I would say Blood and Wine is... But, you know, it's season. totally yeah, but if it's someone totally had fair. Blood and Wine on their okay, list as number one, I let would... Let me
2: phrase it this way, Chase. If somebody else has Destiny 2's most recent expansion on their top three games of their year list, personally, that's fair. Mm-hmm. But... As part of a a, a group publication, I don't think Destiny Two: Wrath of the Lich King is actually the top three best game of the year. Well, you don't.
0: Yes, but you haven't. But I think if you beat Echoes of the Eye, it would might be your number one game of the year. But again, and also as a collective, there's only three of us. So
2: if it's my number one, okay. But I'm saying objectively, if Echoes of the if I had beat Echoes of the Eye and it was my favorite game I'd ever played out of any gaming experience in my life. I would probably still not put it as Game of the Year because it wasn't a game that came out but this that, year. But then, okay. But my, my,
0: my argument is then when do you talk about it? Like, it is a piece of media you talk that exists. talk about it in every single
2: other category that isn't Game of the Year.
0: Expansion
1: I think of the Year is something I, along those lines. But no.
2: Because, or DLC. There's that's not unfair. not expansions that no, come expansion out. Expansion of the Year is unfair. And
0: also, what other expansion is 12 to 15 hours and is in a whole new area of a, of a game? Like, it, it, you can play this, you can play Echoes of the Eye without playing Outer Blood out of and ones. Wine. Yeah, but again, I think that would be if someone had that on their game of the year. I would say that is fine. I would if someone said
1: Blood and Wine was game of the year. I wouldn't like. I love Blood and Wine, <laughs> but it is The Witcher Three. It is still The Witcher Three. Yeah, it's a new area. I so and far it, it in, the, in the
2: Witcher Three in the three or four hours fine. I played, I, I, I actually see ice. Ty's logic here. Yeah, and I love. Blood I do and see his, so it is I still I outer of logic, but yes, I see the, the, the logic. Day,
0: it's, it's out on a technicality fuck y'all <laughs> no 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 i didn't say hey to,
2: all right do you but i didn't even say cut it i said put it in fourth or fifth is what oh. i said
0: well i don't know again the top three I, again, I don't know even if it's my it's number top three I, Is what i know I said. but i i get like it's my number one so i'm less vengeful about it but um i also think that I'm the only one who's played it, and all of us have played the rest of these games now, so, well, I guess you haven't played Guardians, but at least two of us have played these games now. I've played a little bit of Guardians. I've played about two hours of Guardians. So this feels better.
2: We still have to get rid of one, though, at this point. Which one gets cut? Kai, for you, do you know which one gets cut? For uh, me, So, it's... Let... Uh, recap is Halo Infinite, Resident Evil 8, Guardians of the Galaxy inscription before your eyes, and it takes to... to Tango. Oh, <sighs>
1: Honestly, I th- as much as I love RE eight, <clears throat> I
0: think it's the one to be cut. Damn, Ooh, yeah, I I, I I love it's the crazy.
1: game. Don't get me wrong, but I I just think the other games are just
0: more creative this Personally, year. Personally, I would cut Halo, which is wild because I love Halo. <laughs> to be fair though,
2: you haven't played the Halo I campaign, played a campaign, and if you had yeah. finished the Halo campaign, but you it would think it's based the game of the on... year.
0: No, definitely not. <laughs> but it is I, I think you on... would at
1: least say it's pretty damn good
0: though. Yeah, for sure. Is. But I don't even if even if I have played the Halo campaign. And again, this is obviously complete speculation. I don't know if it would beat RE Eight Guardians. And yeah, but
1: then by Guardians. that logic, Outer Wilds has to go. That's now, what so I was. It's doing. already that's, gone. That's, that's, oh, I know. I, I didn't already conceded. It it. <laughs> he cut it. I'm sorry. Okay. He can't but see the list and, for next year. I he, mean, like Halo he, Infinite is a little bit more complex because we've all played the multiplayer. Yes. Only I've played the campaign.
0: Yes. So it's <laughs> would just, you it's, would it's, you it's rather? If you had to choose to fight for something, because if I had to choose here, it would be Halo Infinite, It Takes Two, or, ooh, this is tough. It would be Halo Infinite, It Takes Two, or
2: Guardians, because Resident Evil 8 has a slight edge to Guardians for me. Okay, if I had to cut one, it would be between Before Your Eyes and Halo Infinite. So I think it's going to be Halo Infinite. And honestly,
1: yeah, just because of my recalibration experience, I wouldn't put Before Your Eyes in the top three either it's a great game don't get me wrong but and it emotionally Fair. resonated with
2: me. i also it like, think that in this yeah, just yeah, in this matters. group just in this group the the sample size isn't big enough but two uh, two out of three of us had a so-so time with the mechanics and one out of three of us had a perfect experience so yeah I, I, but again if we're losing echoes of the eye
0: because it's not a game that makes before your eyes my favorite game of the year so i'm gonna like, yeah, I it to at least be top five, if not yeah. in top three. So oh that's, yeah, that
1: that's, that's, that's understandable. That's that's understandable with me.
0: Yeah, that's, um, but, the, but that's what three. I was
2: building up to is that right. our overlap is Halo Infinite. So yeah, yeah. so it, it'll get.
0: What's cut. your number it's one sad, again? Inscription but... or Kai, Inscription and it's Inscription? Inscription.
2: Yeah, I think mine's also Inscription.
0: Okay. okay, Halo Infinite is number six, and now we're down to our top five, and I can yeah, confidently you know put actually... Inscription at number one.
2: I think, Yay. right? I think I so. Think that I'm, I'm we all just loved it is the thing. Oh, it's brilliant.
1: <laughs> it's like, the more you think about that game and the more you no, find stop. out about it, the more God. you just, just fall in love with it. I know? was
2: just, I had a gigantic <clears> smile <throat> on my face by the end of that game. Yeah. Like, I was just along for the ride. It was wild. Mm-hmm. And there yeah. hasn't been anything like it for a while since, uh, I guess, since his previous game. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, like, I, I haven't played a game like it in long time
0: yeah the deck building long side time. of it was
2: also really fun <laughs> yeah yes. and, and i know that's what holds it up too i know
0: casey's mod is something that has come out post launch so it's not really in consideration for talking about for its is game of the year but that has brought so much more life into that game for me yeah and i hope you guys like even just joining the, the daniel Mullins discord and being in the chat like i was telling david the other day that like i'll join that chat because as someone who just like likes to be around people when i'm working on stuff or like i don't know just playing games and stuff there's always like eight people in the different chats like four of them live streaming their games and everyone's just helping out and i've beaten casey's mod now so i'm just like being like oh no you should do this and it's just like such a good sense of community in there and it's fucking great just have all then, these people live streaming their casey's mod runs and it's it's awesome so yeah you guys <laughs> should should try out the, the mod and oh i definitely plan all right well
2: yeah let's uh kyle let's both install the casey's mod and we can both simultaneously stream so that chase can watch watch us both and see who's doing better yeah i'm down okay now we have to figure out two and three um resident evil 8 guardians of the galaxy before your eyes it takes two i have not played guardians of the galaxy so it is by default number five for me i've finished all of these other games uh i've only played like two hours of guardians and I think my personal order is the same as it is on this list. Downwards, just with Guardians moved.
0: Got you. Okay. So that would mean Inscription 1, Resident Evil 8 2, Before Your Eyes 3, Guardians, and It Takes 2 as the Honorable Mentions. Honorable Mentions, yeah. Um, really yeah.
2: because of the Eye and the Honorable Mentions. Cause... All right.
0: <laughs> but, um, okay. I know Caillou loves <laughs> Guardians. What's Guardians for you, 2? Is two. Guardians 2 on your list? Uh, I would still say
2: it would be
1: inscription it takes two then guardians
0: so you like it takes two better uh, than guardians well wow.
1: yeah just okay. as 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 a game i like it takes two more again i, I just got to appreciate the unique mechanics and while guardians has uh a, an amazing story and some unique mechanics to it for sure it it, it is a game you have played
3: before. yeah that's fair it's, hmm. it,
1: it's it's not gonna be something where you're like, "Wow, I've never played something like this ever in my life." Like, no, y- y- you've played games, dialogue like tree, it. It just... and bad guys to shoot. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, but, exactly. But I mean, right? it is like you know the fact that it's in a, a top five on a list of someone who personally doesn't care that much about Marvel and Ty, I know, I know, you're not super hot on Marvel, but you like are somewhat I'm, in there, right? I'm
2: pretty hot on oh, the, on I the Mar- and like I the MCU know. stuff. I, I, I just like, haven't finished yeah. this game yet. I I, I like don't. Uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home was ticket. the best movie made this year. Wow. Yeah, it honestly is. I love <laughs> that. Honestly it is. But it this is, is a, okay, I'll this
0: speak, is for I won't <laughs> speak for myself. Don't speak for you guys, but as someone who personally isn't I don't think MCU is bad, it's just not my style of storytelling, but for this game to like for me to agree that this should be our top five is is I think pretty good. And but I agree with Kai's points that it's like definitely a game you've seen before. Um and uh like you know the gameplay the gameplay is solid, but uh it's really the the character. Development that is a selling point for it, so I would I could see that going into the honorable mentions, and then we just have to figure out if what our you know um other honorable mention is. It, it seems like it might be it takes two, but mm-hmm. Kaid, you don't you think Resident Evil is like you'd rather fight for it takes two of Resident yeah, Evil? Yeah, honestly,
1: just because like the theme <clears> with <throat> Resident Evil Eight and its design, and like why I'm not like really keen to go back and replay it anytime soon, or at least not for a little bit when i got other games to play it's just because like the haunted house sort of design while fun for the first run like i'm gonna have to go through the whole dollhouse again and do the same puzzles that i did in my first playthrough and there's gonna be nothing different to it yeah I, a, I, yeah that, i
2: i understand and, that but i also don't think a second playthrough is an and moro
1: and moro yeah. is well, a fun boss to fight to Moreau's a fun boss fight, but that whole section again, there's just going to be nothing different to it because, again, it's just a scripted sequence, right?
0: I agree with. Oh, sorry. Continue.
1: And at least with It Takes Two, like even though it's theoretically a more linear game because R8 has that semi open world structure with the village, again, I just think the design is just much stronger in It Takes Two. I think the actual level design and, like, the replayability design is m- much higher for It Takes Two than something like Resident Evil.
0: Um,
1: and, again, I-, I enjoyed Resident Evil 8. Like, don't get me wrong, but, like, it, I don't know. It's, it. other Resident Evil games, like, I usually want to go back through them and play them again almost as soon as I beat them. It yeah, just didn't really get that drive.
2: Um, no, I uh, I spent some time in the mercenaries mode, but I never, I don't really plan on going back and doing a second playthrough personally. But I don't think that's, I also don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Like, like yeah, other RE kind of games are, Resident are other Resident Evil Resident... games all <laughs> definitely have, the, well, not all of them, but the great Resident Evil games all have that element of wanting to immediately go back and do another playthrough with something a little bit different. Mm. Um, but I don't know, I found RE eight enjoyable enough, like on a first run, and I think that. But I think that's fine. I think it's fair to not judge a game just based on its replayability, but on its okay, playability I, I, instead. I I'd like to and, just interject and say that yeah. I, I like it is
0: it is our list, so bringing up like I'm glad Kai brought it up because yeah, if if, if replay if replayability is important to you, like I I am leaning more with Ty where first experience is, is is much more important. I tend to not replay games a lot, so it's not super important to me. But if it is important to you, it's definitely.
2: Worth. It's not even just that it's important to Kai, but also that it's up, kind of important to the Resident Evil franchise. Like, it's kind of yeah. part of the games, is what, I guess like, what his core complaint is, I feel like. Yeah, and, and I understand and that. Also,
1: I, I was also saying that I think it takes two's level design and <laughs> gameplay mechanics design is just much more interesting and better at the same time. I just think it's the better game.
0: Yeah, I, on my too. personal list, I'm pretty sure these were, like, right beside each other. So I, I am, I don't know kind of fine with either resident evil aesthetically is much more interesting to me and the story the stories in both i think were bad but resident evils was cheesy bad and it takes twos was i don't know but again i it takes
2: two is hella fun to play like it plays incredibly yeah. well so i'd say the moment to moment in it takes two is definitely more satisfying but i think resident evil's villages like peaks I- were a lot more exciting for me than anything it takes to has on offer here.
0: Um, cool. Well, okay, I guess I'm the deciding factor then. I, this is tough. I I, I mean, it's re- realistically, it's three and four, so it's not a huge deal, but um, I, don't, I don't even remember which one was higher on my personal gaming list, but I'm thinking in this moment right now, uh, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, That's so, all right. right? It's I, a tough one to decide. I think that this is where
2: we get down to brass tacks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is where I mean, we're we say to which game. At least, at least we're,
1: we're all grappling. At least we decided all...
3: what was game
1: of the year <laughs> so long
0: ago. <laughs> well, I mean, at least we're, yeah, exactly. At least we're all unanimously happy with the first place one, so this doesn't feel as much of a, a loss. Because again, we all liked Resident Evil Eight and It Takes Two. It's not like we're arguing for a game that one of us hated and the other mm-hmm. person liked. So, mm-hmm. um, I think. if i think back on which game i just enjoyed more i think i'd give the slight edge to resident evil i might change my mind tomorrow but because it takes two is really good um i think um i just think resident evil i just like i I just like horror games better i think at the end of the day like if that's if that's going to be my deciding thing is i just like horror as a genre better but but It Takes Two is, like, a necessity to play, I think. Like, that game
2: should be played by everyone. I agree. Yeah. It's very good. Grab okay. a buddy, grab a friendo, sit down for some split-screen time.
0: So we have our Game With Love Game of the Year uh, is Inscription, first place. Before Your Eyes is Silver, Resident Evil 8 is third, and It Takes Two and Guardians of the Galaxy is honorable
2: mentions. And
0: Echoes of the Eye is the real number one Uh, because
2: of the eye as possibly the real number one to be updated in six months when both kai and i finish it
0: but uh no that yeah that's a good that's a good list i like that list um (laughs) yeah i
2: i think all five of these games are great games
0: i'm glad that at least we got to give inscription it's due too as well because like ty said like all the podcasts we've listened to people are like just falling off it i'm like what are you doing this game's so good (laughs) i can i can see why it's a deck builder if you don't like deck builders you're not gonna just because it has cool um arg and and surprise elements but also
2: like kai kind of demonstrated that it's pretty easy to ignore those arg elements in inscription. like a lot of players will hyper focus on the deck building side of it and they won't even clue in like they'll miss one or the other right yeah if either the arg stuff or the deck building misses for you you'll probably bounce off of inscription and not have a the experience that we all did with it yeah yeah. So if you're along try. for both rides, then it's yeah, a wild game. Exactly. It just so happens that mm-hmm. we
0: like deck builders a lot. Like that's one of my favorite genres. And re- like recently, mm-hmm. I've just been loving those those kind of games. So, well, thank you everyone for tuning in. For Thanks for our, listening to us, Yell about games. Yeah. Part two, Ooh, and we then uh, we'll be back next week with uh, a regular, our first regular podcast of the year, and continuing that through through the months. Bye, everyone. Bye.